<laughs> What's up? We're back with episode nine of the deluxe version. If you did not know the deluxe version, it's a podcast where creators critique and converse on content and concept. I am your creator of creators, Daryl Sharp, and I got a homie back in the building, Anthony Crawford. What's up? Don't judge me. I feel like I've been on here three times already. You have. Like, I think I thought of something that's really cool. Like it's it's kind of a pain sometimes to ask a different guest every single week. So uh, one podcast I listen to, they do like a rotating group of guests. So mm-hmm. like you're part of that rotation now. Like whenever you can come, I definitely appreciate it. Like, I'll be the co-host. Exactly. Like come through, man. Come through. This come is AC through. on the mic. Come creative. Through. What up? What's yeah, like on? I just <laughs> fell so flat on that, but I don't get nah, like no uh, fucks. Like you got like what's your alias? Shit. <laughs> Antonym. Antonym. Oh no, I forgot. You know, since we're on aliases, if I ever were to start like a legit alias name or like an agency or I'm screw that, I hate agencies at this point. If I were to have like my own collective or like whatever, Antonym, that is my name. That's what's up. Because Ant, mm-hmm. my nickname is in the actual word. Mm-hmm. Tony, which is my nickname. Is wait, in the word. Wait, oh, A N T O N Y. People really call you Tony. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that name, but I love it. <laughs> but, but I love it because it fits an antonym. Mm-hmm. And I was coming up with like this line of like definition of different, because like antonym at the root of it is meant to be different. Like mm-hmm. the antonym of this or the antonym of that is the opposite. Mm-hmm. So like when I take a creative approach, I'm like antonym, the definition of different. Much respect. Something like that. It's it's work. I'm working on it. I like it. My it's my fire. It's yeah, my like like go with that shit. Like <laughs> you're just like, like you give me this like, like yeah, you're crazy. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it works. I don't I don't really know what else to say. I mean, because a lot of people sometimes people go with the last name too. Like, have you ever thought of a last name for like Crawford or anything? No, because everybody says crawfish oh, half the time. Man, so I'm fuck like, that. Screw it. I think just uh, a lot of times I automatically just go to sharp because last name sharp. Uh, but me and my friend, uh, you. <laughs> no, so, no, uh, sometimes people randomly think it's a stage name. It's not a stage name. No, I mean, but it's, it's clever though. Yeah. You know? It could be something so powerful. I mean, like it's either for me, like it's Ant-Man or it's mm-hmm. crawfish and mm-hmm. I don't like bugs that I don't want. Like crawfish, exactly. like catfish, but not crawfish, but whatever. Yeah. Like, like we live our life. That's all we do. We just I live love the transition. We love our life. Exactly. You gotta you gotta live life, love life. Right, right. I'm gonna right. put down the shirt if no one's done that already. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know because I know, and then live life and love life, but it's L U V. So hey. <laughs> no, I'm trying to I'm trying to do all the vowels like L L I L I V E L U V E L A V E L O V E N. It was the last name A I O U. What is you? What the hell? I thought it was the A E I O U, and sometimes Y. Live? Yes, live. L Y V E. I'm forgetting a vowel, but I forget which one. You know what? Fuck <laughs> it. We are pro- we're, we're, we are proving our point of the exactly. Of but I love the randomness of this. That's that's what I, I love about this podcast. Just the randomness of this shit. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, before we even before we even hit the fucking record button, like literally a couple minutes ago, we were going to talk about. Dear white people. So let's talk about dear white people. Little white people. Yeah. Dear white people. Dear white people, don't be so fucking offensive about the show. I love this show. Like, I think Dear White People was, as a series, was way 
better than the movie. Yeah, they definitely added more depth to the characters, which I appreciated. Like, yeah, I like how the storyline was set up. Yeah. It wasn't like a linear like progression after the party. Mm-hmm. It was like scenarios around. Exactly, it. and it was like all from different perspectives. Like, I think literally like the first three episodes, we were all like the same situation, but just from different views. Like, uh, with Sam doing the radio show, and then they would do uh, whatever that that nigga's name the uh, the the president kid. Uh, wasn't it? Re- wasn't it? Re- no, that's not Reggie. Um, damn. Because uh, Lionel, Lionel, Lionel's the nerd, and then I forgot that nigga's name was, but you know what I'm talking about. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like because uh, they would play like the same interview, the same radio show that Sam was like saying in the first episode. Like you could hear it from his computer in the mm-hmm. third episode, which was really cool. Like the continuation of that, and um, I'm pulling up the cast, which is really so great. Don't forget yeah. the, the name. That's true. No, what I love like personally was that uh, "Awaken My Love" was used so, so much in the. As the soundtrack of the show, like they mm-hmm. use they use Redbone and they use Terrified. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, they, yep. they use Terrified during like that weird scene where Lionel was like almost gonna have sex with that guy and his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. that and that see that ugh, that whole episode that was hard to watch. It that was, was a, that was the second episode, mm-hmm. and I was watching it with my roommate, and we were like, "Yeah, first episode, fuck yeah." Mm-hmm. We were like, "This is live. This is really good content." And then the next episode is like, "Dude is like really ripping himself off mm-hmm. to Troy," and I'm like. That's his name, Troy. Like, are we watching this? And I was like, is it, what is this exactly. series? Based then, like, it was weird when they were doing like the the thing where the walls came down between them, and yeah. he was just like just giving that girl back shots, and it was just like, I was like, wow, this yeah. is. Like, they really. It was weird from the perspective of um, Lionel. It was just like, wow, this is a big like jump. But, yeah, as a TV show, they really took it to the limit because I yeah. think what was the movie? It was rated R, right? Was it rated R? I don't think it was rated R. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think it was either. Yeah. But yeah, they really took it to the limit, like as far as like uh, like the sexuality and like uh, just the uh, as far as like the restriction and everything. Yeah. That basically, anybody it was just whatever. No, I'm my biggest, you know, my biggest angst with the show. I guess it's my happiness, but it's my angst. But like when um, the girl's uh, white boyfriend finally like broke it off, mm-hmm. like was like this is not going to work, which I feel like it was a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh no, you. I don't really give a fuck. You should have watched it. it. You should have watched it. Yeah, you should have. Whatever. Well, like, <laughs> do you? I was kind of rooting for that. I don't know really? why. I, I was because I just felt like the relationship from the start was just complicated. Yeah, like know? shows like that. Like, I I do appreciate a good show that doesn't have like a. It's not putting a bow and it doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Nice. Like that's that's uh, to me. I feel like that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not realistic. saying that that interracial breakup or not yeah. like are beautiful. I'm just saying like. They saw a clear distinction, like it wasn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. He just was always in an awkward place. Exactly. And I just always, I mean, that's why I don't really like date outside of my. Yeah, race, we're talking just, about spoilers just, too, like especially when he called the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, I would have been mad. Exactly. And this just was no way around it. Like, mm-hmm. if you, if as the story was set up, he always had a solution or mm-hmm. had a perspective to solve, and always that guy in the center to like. You know, not not really fully express himself, but like he said or he articulated in his friends well enough to where he could fit in. Mm-hmm. You should have known not to call the police. That was the last exactly. thing you should have done. You know, and it's just like you can't really redeem yourself after that. But which is the interesting tension is, you know, if you're in the grace of like the black kids or the minority kids, you know, you have clearance. But like once you do something to fuck that up. There yeah. kind of isn't a redemption exactly. after that, you yeah, know. Kind of fucked. Like she, she even said she like she should have stood up for him, but like 
at that point, you really can't stand mm-hmm. up. Like this dude almost lost know. his life. He would almost lost his life because of his fuck up, mm-hmm. which is like true today in black on black, um, black not black on black, uh, police brutality. Yeah. Where black on black from? But like one takes one phone call from one white person, it's like the whole situation mm-hmm. goes fucking left. Yeah, like I wasn't even expecting that, but uh, especially how it started with them just like dancing the future, and they was like, "Yo, just don't say nigga." And then, yeah, like, wh- how did the tension have to start from that? Like, dude, you could have easily just just stop saying nigga to the. Sh-. He's like, just, just shouldn't have said it at all. He's like, "Are you calling me a racist?" He's like, "I'm saying yeah. like, how did you?" My, I, I love the writing, yeah. but like, how, why do people take it there? Like, I never said you were a racist. Mm-hmm. You just can't say the word. That's exactly. all. That's all. Like. You ever been your friend in a car with a, like one of your friends were not black and they're like rapping a song? You try mm-hmm. to check, you especially like, at concerts too, like because you be like da 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 nigga. Oh, did you say that? You said N. I heard a G. Did I hear an A? Because when it gets like, to the A, when it gets, when you hear like an A after nig, yeah. you know it's a rap. Yeah, like the nig, that's like the yellow sign, and then like once you cross, you cross that G, you're like, what the fuck right. are you doing? Yeah, like bro, cut this off. Exactly. Pull over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even weird at concerts too, because like most of the time, it's, most of the time we can admit it's like mostly white people that go to these concerts. They don't want to afford it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so they're just costing a nigga, and then you're just like, I, that kind of ran it back. I wonder what happened to the Travis Scott set at Coachella, because like when you looked at it, all oh yeah, because like, he's asking basically his white fans to say I nigga. Mean, he's just like nigga, 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 and then it's yeah. just like if nobody black in the audience, well maybe probably like one, maybe especially with the. Have you heard about the shit we did with the ledge? Like how that kid fell off the ledge at the recent show. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, that shit was that shit was dumb. Well, you know that's Travis Scott. You know he. You see the video where they did Air Max Day, where the big kid got on stage and he jumped. You got to look it up. Oh shit! And oh I wait, think, you were there too, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I you know just walked in mm-hmm. and you know just was live. It was lit. It's lit. No, because Travis Scott could put on a show though. He can he like could... he's definitely one of the like best live performers for real. Like he gives your your all. He is a rock star in a like a hip hop artist body, mm-hmm. and he's I think he's the only one. He's gonna last for a long ass yeah. Time. I feel like Tory Lanez tries to be that good. Like he, he tries to just do that walk, those wild no, antics. Tory Lanez is a stunt. <laughs> just, just like a stunt. I think Tra- I mean, I honestly think Travis Scott. I mean, it, it's gonna be, it's, he's gonna go down in history for something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's gonna be a, either a good album or it's just like him as a performer. Yeah, like his influence is definitely gonna like spread to so like the way that Cuddy influenced him. Like people yeah. are influenced by Travis Scott for real. Yeah, yeah. but like nobody can pull that off. Mm-hmm. Like he has a lot of adrenaline. He has a lot of energy. He's probably based off of fucking drugs, but yeah. like. Even his like aesthetic is just pure rock star, but it connects so many people, and mm-hmm. I think that's what makes Travis Scott so fucking yeah. great. You can't, it's not a lot of motherfuckers out there that can pull rock and hip hop in one body. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, you can do like yeah. a collaboration. You can do it like an Imagine Dragon, Kendrick Lamar type thing, mm-hmm. but like not one person can do it. And he does it pretty fucking well. Like he, every concert is just a mosh. And I, one thing that I do not like a mosh. I can be in a mosh for like maybe like two mm. minutes. But then I gotta go. Exactly, like nah, because sometimes niggas take that shit way too, way too, t- way too crazy. Fuck that, I get tired. Especially the Odd Future <laughs> shows. Like, were you around like during the Odd Future shows when they were like constantly mosh? Like, it, there was basically just nothing but a mosh pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, I didn't go. that shit was wild. I uh, like, and it was weird because it was basically just like teenage kids just pushing each other. It wasn't like real moshing, none of that shit. Well, I mean, what's the difference? Exa- I think the difference is at least with moshing, or I feel like you're doing it too arith- rhythmically. 
That's what I feel. Every match I've been in ain't. Let me see. Excuse I, my. Like, excuse my. Ain't is not a word. There ain't no goddamn rhythm in these mosh pits. It's just mother people. It's just people pushing you and shoving you. I get tired. Like I feel like it's more rhythmic. Like I, like I think I saw one video of like people moshing the blood on the leaves. Like they were like cir- they were creating the circle, and then once the like uh dun, 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 that's when they actually like did the, the, the whole shit. Break yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, we could have been somebody. That's that song actually, is so. Fire. Yeah, it is like so. Fire. I guess that's. Would you say that's like a top ten Kanye song? Maybe I don't know if Blood on the Leaves is a top ten Kanye song, but it's it's gotta be in the top fifteen. Yeah. Top fifteen. That breakdown look them yeah. up. I'm down for my These are the best songs. Did he just mix yeah, that exactly. in there? Kanye. <laughs> 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 that's crazy. Strange roots yeah, hanging. He, he he was a genius for that one. Yeah. He was. Yeah, like uh I guess speaking of Travis Scott, like uh, it's crazy. He's gonna be opening for for Kendrick for the tour. Yep, yep. yep. Kung Fu Kenny. And Kung Fu Kenny now. You know, I read a theory about Kung Fu Kenny that the blue pill is actually the entire album reversed. That's what people are saying. That is still genius. Have you actually experienced it backwards? You know, Pause. I I haven't. Oh, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> this guy. Uh, no, I have not listened to it like backwards. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about it because like. I'm so used to listening to like just straightforward and like the end mm-hmm. is the end, but I am going to try it. Oh God, that sounds. <laughs> you, just, you just now you just fucked up my mind. Yeah, you heard okay. you I'm going to listen to the album backwards from yeah. Duckworth all the way to mm-hmm. um, what the DNA. Or it makes blood. sense, yeah, because uh, it almost seems like he's becoming. Like if you listen to it backwards, it sounds like he's getting more and more crazier. Yeah. With it, like, like there's more of the "ain't nobody praying for me" and all that shit. Mm. Uh, and then it almost starts like, almost like a birthing in a way when he talks about Top and his dad. Like, oh, this didn't happen. And then, um, nothing we talked about the last time. Yeah. Like, you know, loss of human potential. You know. Yeah. Uh, wait, how would how would you rank the? We're we're not we're going to exclude section eighty, but how would you how would you rank the uh, history album so far? Like, Good Kid. Um, See, I I personally was a Section Eighty fan, mm-hmm. and then before that, it was um, overly dedicated. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, honestly, when people ask me, and I'm like a K Dot fan, yeah, I honestly can't rank them. Mm-hmm. I really, just, I just have a, I have because they are just so good. Like, I if anything, I would just I would rank Section Eighty above. Yeah, over they all have them. a different agenda, which I which they I appreciate. Do. Yeah, like he is the gangster Kanye to mm-hmm. me and it's just like you gotta really sit down and like break down like which one is better than which mm-hmm. like I personally say Section 80 is like still my favorite yeah. album like I love that I would say but it's like some the most educational like, of, the, of all of them cause like the, the way he's like talking to the people in the campfire or whatever yeah. like, the fire like uh, he's like uh, uh, who took notes uh, drop leave everything on the table yeah. like that shit was dope all that shit but like I said that to one of my friends who's also a K Dot fan. He was like, "Nigga, you crazy." I'm like, "How?" He was like, "Overly dedicated is better than you go to Mad City, mm-hmm. Good Kid, Mad City." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't disagree with you, but I can't also agree." It's just like, it's like like Kanye's music. You like everybody got their favorite album. You know, you got some people who love 808s, and mm-hmm. some people put that at the top. Some people love Graduation, and put it at the top. It's just hard to do. It's hard to ask somebody on the whim. It but is. If you ask me, Section Eight is at the top. Well, no, now I can't even say that because we got. You don't really understand. You know, it's just, it's, it's so difficult. Damn is really good. Damn is good. Damn is one of the albums I can, you can literally sit through and listen 
forwards mm-hmm. and backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, you but, can never. Say, I don't think I've ever said that about an album where I've like tried to listen to it backwards. You you can't. Mm-hmm. It's just most songs aren't made to be. You know, aren't constructed to be listened from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end, and from the end to the to the beginning, and then be you know consistent mm-hmm. like. No, who does, I, I don't think any artist is thinking like on that level. But this like me being a conspiracy theorist, what if the uh, <laughs> instead of Nation, the back, uh, the uh, the title of the album backwards is Mad, like uh, N M A D, Mad, Mad or Mad? Well, if you spell damn backwards, it's, it's N M. Oh wait, N M A D, nigga, Mad. No, or just. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you gotta use way. you gotta use the end for something. I thought the end was silent. That's what I, that's, I was just mad. Mad. I just assumed the end was silent. Mad. Like I, I not knowing pneumonia starts with a P. My bad. I wonder if Kendra has a creative director or like a creative liaison. He does. Like uh, that nigga Vlad, uh, Vlad Sepetov. He's the one that does the covers, and then. Oh, he does all his covers. Uh, he's the designer for him, and then uh, like the little homies. That's I think that's his like yeah his squad group, yeah. So there's like they're like his unofficial Donda in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Donda. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about it. Uh they are I I wish I could do Well let, let, let me backtrack. They did this open call for like the world changes of life. Like mm-hmm. scientists. I'm just gonna read it out. Wait, when did this happen? I, I missed this entire this, thing. This happened like last week. Mm-hmm. And then it's it kinda inspired me to email them for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to like just start like reaching out to people because it's actually two articles, right? The f- it's of course Donda and you know Kanye West and his whole like camp, and basically what he was saying is that he wants to change the world, he wants to make a difference. You know, um, I got it right here. Wow, it says, uh, oh, I hate easy supply. Contact Donda at gmail.com is still active, however. I wanted to put this out in the world with the hope that people who can actually make a difference will stand up and reach out. We need as many amazing, powerful, smart, talented people to be involved. We can collectively affect the world through design, which is so true. There are so many broken systems from the economy to school systems, jail systems. We need experts for this. We need scientists and top world designers to directly affect governments. I sit every day and ask what I can do to make a difference. Come get on board. Don't just sit there. Reach out. The door is still open. So I'm, you know, I, I'm not a scientist, mm-hmm. and I think I'm a world class designer. I'm pretty, pretty much not. But talk your shit, yeah. Shit, this is yeah. my shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that, like, I mean, the, that whole entire camp is literally like email submissions and like people looking at their work. Like this one dude who just got an, art, an article featured on Complex emailed Joe Perez and he put him on, and now he's about to do. The guy's about to do a merch for like a big concert festival, and it's like Damn. I struggle. I mean, even Chance did it. Like, are we living in a world? Are we with the internship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Well, I think like it's interesting that we're moving into this space where like people are openly wanting people to like submit and have a conversation via mm-hmm. email if they're good or if they're like somewhat interesting because it's like. It makes it seem tangible now. Like, it does, especially with the internet. I, I mean, I'm not bragging, but like, I'm debating myself whether I should just send the email and say, like, "Hey, like, I'm just I'm a 25 year old in LA trying to be in the field. I want to work with you guys on doing experiences and building up your dreams." Yeah. And it's like, now that they did the email, even though it may not be true, it's just probably a PR stunt. I don't know. 
I don't want to say it's a PR. Oh, spot. wait. Speaking of this, oh, wait. All right, wait. I'm gonna let you finish the thought. Then I'm gonna say. It. I'm gonna let you. you, you okay. Want to cut me off. Oh Ooh. no, I'm sorry. I'm, Guys, I'm, I'm, that's I'm, his way of telling me like you talk too much. No, I'm sorry. Like it, it, no, your thought made me have a thought basically. So what happens that I your just that whole thought of I uh, just putting yourself out in the world. It made me think of how uh, before that you almost had to know somebody. Like you had to know like you had to know a person, know a person to actually yeah. for them to be comfortable with your brand and stuff. And it made me think because you were talking about Kendrick earlier. That I just realized that like Vlad had some uh, had some kind of like party last night. Uh, he's starting this like party series called Good Alibi, mm-hmm. and I should have gone to it last night and maybe try to talk to him. You ain't get me. You ain't invite me. I sh- I didn't go either. Well, Nigga, I didn't go either. You didn't even <laughs> tell me. Well, I was gonna make you go. Oh it, yeah, I should have gone. I, I I forgot about it. I forgot about it. But he doesn't. I think he's gonna do it monthly though. So damn. Yeah. Man. So well, we need to go. Yeah, it's always next month. I just, I, we need to look. I'm telling you, I'll, you can meet. I just met this one girl who was friends with um, the weekend's creative director. Damn, Lamar was it Lamar C. Taylor? No, no, that's one badass creative director. He didn't turn weekend from like this beginner, like uh, House of Blooms photography. Like, oh, he did all the photography for those. He did all of it. He did reading the interview. Well, once again, thank you, like Complex Mm -hmm. and Fader. It talks about how. He, like, they both dropped out of high school, and then they went to, like, they were already in Canada, and they worked, and they built, he did all the photography, and he just naturally grew with the weekend. And, I mean, if you see the progression of where he started from and where he is now, like, he's a fucking badass. Exactly. Like, the brand that weekend has now is amazing. Yeah. I feel like people still bite off that, uh, the House of Balloons template, like, you know how, like, with the the color scale. The white space. Yeah, the white space. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the color scale thing, I don't think he started. That was, like, a design. That's a design trend. That's, like, really modern. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, he made it popular for like pop culture. For sure, like, even yeah. I even I use it. Yeah, it's really know? cool. It's so, it's so simple. Yeah, so simple. Yeah, but like, I mean, Lamar C. Taylor, creative director, is fire. Travis Scott CDs. I mean, I hate CDs. I hate saying CDs. But it's a, it's it's an added. Uh, yeah, 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 it, it, yeah. Becomes, it comes with advertising. But like, you know, I was reading this article. I was also reading another article talking about like, is the title creative director overused and overworked? And I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's evolving. Yeah, then what's the alternative then? What are you supposed to say? Well, they say people use the word. It was like two arguments. They say people use the word. They do. Because it's like you are the champion for that person. Like I'm the creative director of A, B, and C because I take care of the photography. You take care of his art direction. But you didn't start from the grass root up. And that's the other side of the argument. Like, you weren't a beginner photographer. You just jumped in the, in the control seat and was like, now nah, I'm a CD. And is, and is that bad? I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I feel, I've always thought that creative director was just a, a, a title you had to earn, basically. Like, the way, how, the way you started. I don't with, think so. With ranks, like, you do, like, junior, then senior, and then creative director. I don't think so. You don't feel like you have to earn? I don't. I feel like. I feel like creative directors nowadays in the general sense of advertising is that they're managers. They help manage the creative. Mm-hmm. But I think like there's another side to it where you can be creative right out the gate and still work with people and help bring up their ideas without that same training. It might not be as well thought out, but then again, there's an advertising lens on things and there's a cultural lens on things, right? Like, I can tell, I can pitch you an idea right now and if you're an advertising CD, you'd probably be like, that might not work for advertising. You don't know how it may work for culture, but like you got self-made CDs out here in advertising, they're making they're doing some good work. That's good true. work that's like visually appealing. It gets views. 
and it's like people love it. At the end of but the day, then again, CDs and advertising, then CDs and advertising and advertisement, they're spending nights and hours to make one spot that nobody gives a shit about. Mm-hmm. It just comes and goes after like you spend months making it. I think that yeah. the the one thing I could say I don't like about advertising, like uh, like especially when you start early out, is that uh, you everyone's trying to show their work and everything, but you basically just have maybe one ad to show, and. Shit. Yeah. That's it. Like, <laughs> like, like, say you got, like, say, like, uh, you go to some career fair and they're like, oh, what have you done? And you just like this, and you just all you have is a video link. Like, you can't really show the process. You can't really show like the ideas because uh, you can't really show the process of how things were made or uh, mm-hmm. as things were like as things were chopped down and everything. You just have to show the the final result. But I think like I don't. I think that's a, I think that's a designer thing though. It is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying because like once again, Greg, get in this fucked up industry there's a difference between design there's designing art directing mm-hmm. and ncd and it's like you want people to see your process at the root of everything mm-hmm. you know but you know, I, I i don't know i mean yeah. i'm on my high horse i think anybody can be a cd right out the gate it's just how well can you curate your work and how like how strong is your eye for things but there is a learning curve though, because I'm still learning stuff, and I'm like, I can never come out the gate of being CD. Like if that if that's the case, like I'd rather say that you're more of a like consultant than a than an actual director. That's how that's how I would like to if that if that tames things or I don't know that's me personally just thinking it, it might make things a little easier because mm-hmm. like director just seems so elite. It just it just seems so elite to me. Just saying you're but, you're like consultant mm-hmm. or something like. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I think we get caught up in titles. Yeah, we because do get caught the up 20, in titles. Because there's a 19 year old right now who's about to make the next viral video and is about to get picked up by an artist to be their career director. And guess what? He ain't probably had no lick of experience. That's true. He just got a good eye. Just got, got, just got a good eye. Good eye, skills, knew the right people, said the right shit. And talk, tap dance a few times. Exactly. Come on, master. No, but th- that kind of pisses me off too. Like low key, when I feel like that—that's just me. This is me being bitter for like two seconds. The fact that people can get in those positions, but I almost feel like I'm better than them. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's a bad feeling. I don't think yeah. it's bitter. I think it is finding the right people and being in that circle, right? And yeah. That finding that positivity because I feel the same way. Like mm-hmm. you look at some of the work, and granted, your your aesthetics may not yeah. match their aesthetics. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, you know, looking at some of the people that I see work with the big names. It's like, I'm more like branding, and mm-hmm. I can do that raw type of, like, makeshift style. But, like, you know, most most of the time, most people I work with are going to look for branding that's pretty aesthetic, that's pretty clean, and it's pretty, like, well thought out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wouldn't say you should be bitter about it, but, like, understand, like, you just got to find your tribe. We do, You yeah. know, I mean... Lamar, uh, Lamar C. Taylor and Weekend were like best friends in high school. Mm-hmm. That's their tribe. Chance yeah, I love rap- those humble beginnings like that. Right. Yeah. And Chance the Rappers, whoever that do who his cover, they. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, oh, Bre- Brandon Bro. Yeah, Brandon Bro. And then, uh, no, another dude does it too, but I forgot his name. He does like, like he's done like all the flyers, like he's done all the tour stuff. Yep. yep. But I forgot his name. I, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think that it's a layer, it's levels to it, it's layers to it. But like, once you find that person, I mean, sometimes it just takes you reaching out to folks. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to reach out. And just hit people up like, like I want to do a music video with mm-hmm. you, or I just want to design something for you, just because you have that yeah. look and it may spark something. You that know? makes me wonder though. Like, uh, in the meantime, do you just like make your own shit just to like basically prove the point that you can get on that level? I think that's what people should start doing because yeah. it shows. It shows, it shows, do, a, it shows like. a level like 
what I'm about to do for me personally is like start designing things how I would do it mm-hmm. and try to diversify my like aesthetics, mm-hmm. right? Because I think almost like almost like define your style. Is that yeah, yeah? Because I think we get we get as creatives we get to a certain comfortability mm-hmm. of like this is my look, this how my look and feel. But like like you kind of pigeonhole yourself. Like yeah. I have gotten to a point where like. Yo, I'm tired of being like the clean cut designer. I'm mm-hmm. trying to go like raw and gritty. be experimental. As fuck, be yeah. experimental, yeah. Because like you can, if like you got a nine to five like me, like mm-hmm. that can like really limit you. Yeah, especially like, you when don't you have time. Like, yeah. You don't have time to experiment. You have to force time to sit there and figure out what you're gonna do mm-hmm. to diversify what you do from a nine to five. And I think like the beauty of it when you have free time and you have that ability to like make something new, like you people see you in a new light. Like yeah. oh shit, he can be clean and make a legit brand exactly. and then he can also be like really dirty and really gritty mm-hmm. and like people love that they can say like you you're you're balanced basically because yeah. at work you're almost at like the the mercy of your creative director it's basically just like almost what their say so is for the brand and then like yeah but think about it like generally it's the same thing like i feel like most of the work that i've done um at my job is is not really different mm-hmm it's it color wise, structure wise, there may be some tweaks here and there, but it's specifically branding that you would see in yeah. like communication arts mm-hmm. or like um, you work for them or like stuff like that. And it's like, dude, I'm tired of it. Yeah, you just want to have a chance to like go outside, go outside the lines and just create something like, like without people break saying some no. rules. Exactly, you know break what I'm fucking rules. Like, break some rules mm-hmm. because the the kids that we looking at who are 19 working for Beyonce breaking rules. Using type that does not yeah, match. They didn't even because they don't know the rules, which is which is ignorance is bliss. And they they don't them. need and the thing is about it, they don't need to know the, well, I don't want to say they don't need to know the rules, but like they know it enough to mm-hmm. break some rules exactly. and get people's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you gotta break the system to make it to learn what's exactly. out there, you know. Take a risk. Yeah, you can't be fucking yeah, you can't be afraid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you something I'm afraid of. What are you afraid Speaking of? Speaking of being fear, that new Scissor video, Nabil did. Oh, that, that shit, video creepy. I was not expecting that ending to happen the way it was, but I love the aesthetic of the butterflies and yeah. all that shit. I hope she uses that for the tour, or she like she continues that in some kind of way, which was, that was really cool. You know, the one thing I like about Nabil is that he has good coloring. He's got good like framing. But he goes some creepy places. What else has he directed? He directed that last weekend video, didn't he? Yeah. No. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He did the weekend video, um I think when the when the first video first dropped. When the first video of his new album dropped, I think he did that one. Oh the uh wait Starboy? Yeah. Where he killed himself. Yeah. yeah he, that was dope. Yeah. Or he directed he directed all of them. Shit. Yeah, I think so. Like I think they work they work well together. Because I keep seeing his name on a lot of weekend shit. So. Nabil is just cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just flat out like that is that's that's the video guy. Yeah, outside of video guy. <laughs> no, wait, wait, what video guy? Video god. Oh, uh, video. Oh, I thought you said video guy. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Video god. Yeah. Video the god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's everyone's just killing it, and then because because they're not afraid to take risks, they're just doing. They're just going. They're just going with it. I think taking risks. I mean, it's probably duh for anybody, but like the more that you set time up to take risks, yeah. the better that your return on investment will mm-hmm. be. And I think like 
I see people who post all their work on Instagram. Like that's something I don't do. I don't. Yeah, like, I don't do that enough. I'm trying to. I'm but like, start. you gotta do that. You yeah. gotta put it out because if it's shitty, then it's shitty. But if it's your work and you're proud of it, somebody will buy it. Yeah, people even do like this. Uh, I got a homie on Twitter. Like he's starting to do like these daily design things. Like he'll mm-hmm. make something daily and then post it. Yes, yes. That is. That's what I'm afraid yeah, to do. Because right. like I feel like I'll get burnt out after like three, four weeks. That's a long run. That's true. Like if anything, it's just like quick. Like you know how some like, like you know how illustrators they'll do like those morning doodles and they'll post them like like yeah. Oh, uh, so it's kind but of it's some it's some cats out there that will post a full fledged type design. Mm-hmm. Like this is my new art. This and is it, my and new. Someone, like you don't even know. Like someone might run with that because they're like, oh, I fucked with that. I'm like, yeah. how the hell did you make a whole typeset in like a week? Mm-hmm. They be cold. Or like even with like the UX challenges on on dribble and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like that shit is. Y'all got that, boy. That should be crazy. Yo, I'm going to um, San Francisco Design Week. When is that? That is June 14th or June 17th through the 21st, Mm. 22nd. I guess a nice lineup. That's what's up. Like who's going to be there? Well, I don't know the people who's gonna be there, oh. you know? but I'm saying like the classes, like they got um the director of Pixar teaching storyboard, um with that. they got um how to reinvent yourself branding wise, mm-hmm. um how to enjoy a cool experience where they talk about like you know psychological psychologically how do how do we define cool within design of course and like that's a good point yeah you know like. Airbnb's experience is cool. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud experience is cool. Apple Music experience is cool. Like, what are those factors that make those apps so predominantly cool to us? That's a good and point. how do we bring that to like our everyday design? You know, and I'm in, I'm really interested in that. So I don't know. I'm just I'm the I'm. Wait, how'd you hear about that? I don't, I don't think my I friend texted me. Shout out to Sakiko Hill. She probably won't hear this. But, uh, <laughs> that's one of my best friends from from middle school or maybe elementary. That's what's up. Do you do like a lot of like AIGA stuff? Like, do you keep in touch with them? I try to. I wanted to get back in it, but yeah, like I, I don't remember. But I don't really do too much. The thing either. is, I don't think it's diverse. It's not diverse enough. That's a good point. And I think like there's the conversations around design and diversity are growing, but it's not like shifting. Like I don't know a lot of black designers, self for you and me and my mentor. And I feel like there should be a space for that. For like, because there was one that um, I think it was. Um, what was it? It was it. Uh, damn, what was that school called? Uh, Otis? Not Otis. It's the um, the one you can learn how to code. It teaches UX. It's down, downtown Santa Monica. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Damn. Whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a start. It's a startup. Um, General Assembly. There oh we go. yeah, General. That's they it, had yeah. a. <laughs> they're probably gonna sound wrong. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say or put. You're just trying to have more people of color out here. But they did a diversity talk, but they made it only. I think they only made it for specifically people who are uh, homosexual and like Hispanic or Mm -hmm. something like that. I'm like, you didn't even have to do that. You just had just make it generally for people of color, and then people will show up. But they made it specifically for people who are homosexual and then black, and it's like you limited. I don't think you limited the conversation, but you like narrow lasered it to where like. It's like, come on, man. We I need think, we need diversity, yeah. not just like specifically. Like, we want this specific group, and we want this specific. No, we need generally more people who are black, who are Latino, who are. I mean, Asians are probably predominantly in the industry, but like mm-hmm. specifically, our melanin. We need that because we 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 have such a powerful aesthetic 
that doesn't make it to like the corporate settings, you know, or, or doesn't sure. make it to like the exposure that we put it out in AIGA or these big design brands. Like mm-hmm. we need more of that. We need more people to be excited. We need more black creative directors. We need more black designers. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a, a black creative director. Like I met an ACD. I haven't met. I know like four ACD black creative directors. What what agencies black, were they? What, what, not, what agencies were they? They're at like um one is at David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. One is at. Um, I think he was at one of the uh, growing up things. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I, I remember him, but I don't remember his name. No, four. Yeah, <laughs> shout out, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was him, and then um, I do. I know you know. I do. He's an ad color. I do no like crazy real talk. Like the the first time I heard about him was that someone uh, I was at here are the black people. And people, someone thought I was his brother because they they y'all probably looked alike. Well, someone thought we looked alike. Y'all don't alike. even act alike. Someone thought we looked alike. I do so extra. Yeah. Love you, I do, but you extra as hell. I still need to like, check out his book. Like, or, yeah, he, uh, yeah, shout he, out to him. He probably mad at me. But it's cool, though. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I'd love to meet him. Like, uh, like I'm trying to go to uh, the ad color this, uh, when they come to LA. So. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> that's another. No, speaking of. Because that's where, like, low key, I'm trying to. Because I feel like that'd be an, an interesting thing for, like, uh, how, inclusion and stuff. How was how was that? Uh, Where did you go? Well, see, I'm gonna tell you about my life, my work life, my work life oh. balance. No, take the back. You want to tell? That's the day I got my camera. My roommate. Oh, I checked my roommate at. A specific I thought you were gonna pull up because weren't you? You were in the group chat. I was gonna pull up. Yeah. Until my roommate decided that he wasn't gonna answer the door for the UPS guy when my camera got there and was like, "Oh, so you ordered online? You didn't actually like, yeah, go to like no, Best no, Buy or shit? No, 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 no. That camera." Shout out to my new camera, y'all. I'm about to get back into like directing. I got like a Black Magic, the Ursa, the like the big boy. Oh uh, shit! It's, it's not the big one, but like it's a miniature version of it. Dropping and, stacks. Drop stacks. God, I'm still dropping money to get like mics. I'm dropping money to get like camera. Yeah. Like, think about it. If you ever get to filmmaking and you want something like that, think about it. Can't you? Like this is me sounding super ignorant, but can you just rent the the equipment? You can, but I have a very, I got a complex. Like I need to have at least something I can work with before mm-hmm. I go rent stuff because mm-hmm. renting will take some some like some off your pockets, gotcha. especially in LA. Because like if I have like the primary lenses that I need, like a thirty five, a fifty five, and maybe like an eighty or eighty five, I'm straight. Like mm-hmm. I, those are my three primary like lenses I can mess with, and they're mm-hmm. primes. But like. Some of those lenses you can pay at least a hundred to a hundred twenty a day to use. Damn, yeah. And those lenses may just be like mm, uh, mm, around like maybe five hundred plus. Mm. So I might just go ahead and pay for them and not have to pay anymore. Real talk. Then again, there's another argument of like those lenses are expensive as fuck. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pay like a fucking car down payment on them, you know. Teach his own. But yeah, that's why I didn't show up no. because he was like, I didn't hear him come. I said the point of me texting you. Was to let you know that the UPS truck is going to be there, so you should have listened. Delivery confirmation showed me they were pulling up today. I told him that. Yeah. And he's, t- he, you know, when your friend does something, he like he sends like they'll send you a picture of their fuck ups. Or like, oops, this is what I did in the kitchen. Uh. You, should, you should have never even sent me the picture. <laughs> like that's the whole point. If you fucked up, don't tell me you fucked they're up. They're not trying to make it awkward though. <laughs> like when you actually pull up in real life, get, and they're like, and I gotta tell you something. They, they kind no, of just want to like clear, see, the, clear it right this, now. This is the thing, right? You can't get mad at them <laughs> when you walk home and you see the UPS sign because when you ask them, "Are you gonna be home?" They probably weren't home. So if I would have mm-hmm. walked to the door at like five thirty and saw, "Oh, I missed my package," 
I would be like, cool. He went at the house. Walk up, go in my room. Be a little upset, but fuck it. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. But no. He sent me the picture on my phone and said, I didn't hear them. I said, your one job. Damn. Your one job. Yeah, it complicates shit, too, because like, especially because you got to pick it up during the work day and all Man. that shit. I got to leave my job. And to go pick up that to shit. To pick yeah. up my camera. Mm-hmm. And I can't even go party. Damn. But, but yeah, the echo thing, it was cool. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to get more involved because I don't really pull up to those events as much as I should. What can we do to, like, make the black design experience pop in L.A.? I, I think just almost having Cause no limits with, with almost inviting people, people of color, I mean. All right. Because I feel like uh, people are more than just designers. They're maybe, like, photographers. And maybe it's just, like, gathering just creatives in general. So I'm basically general assembly in my own day. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're, like, we're doing that already, like, uh, like with the people we interact with, because everyone's got, like, their niche and everything, and everyone's yeah. all trying to learn more shit, so. Yeah. You know, I had an idea of just co- just having an event space called Collabo and just letting people come in. Like, I don't want to be just a mixer, but I wanted to kind of be, like, pop-up shop art store type of conversation mm-hmm. and like just have people come in and like meet everybody i don't know i just feel like it should be a social i don't want to say social media but like some type of like art project where people come in and can meet like every week and talk about what they're doing what they're needing or like having an open conversation about what they're trying to do i mean i think that is uh, probably has already existed, but like I think for us, so people call that would be fucking dope. Yeah, it's almost hard, like because uh, getting people to collab naturally in a way, I feel because uh, I got yeah. I, but I, I mean, that's the zeitgeist of all of LA. Like everybody is looking to collab. Like I met this one one cat at the film shoot that I did yesterday, and he's trying to do this company called Swim. Um, shout out to Julian, um, and he's looking to help build his like team up, build his network up, so he doesn't have to work a nine to five ever again. I mean, like, like that's just generally what people do out here, which is mm-hmm. great. And I don't think, you know, for people of color, I think we should build our own space. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what it looks like now, but like Collabo, just in essence, it could it could fucking pop off. We need we need that. That's the staple point. We do. Yeah. Like the Henny Palooza of design. Without the henny, <laughs> no, the henny can be included. Fuck yeah, yeah. Like you just have henny, henny fountains, like henny water jugs. Yeah, most you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Much respect. Much respect. Yeah. I uh, let's go into some topics. I guess. Uh, Damn, we've been talking and I no one topic. No, I think that's cool. <laughs> like that, that's what I want this to be about. Like, I because like, uh, people people appreciate these conversations. I, I feel like somebody should. Someone's in the same situation. So let's see. Uh, good thing to talk about might be. Oh, I. Uh, what do you feel like? One thing I was listening to with, uh, was because I was I feel like I was talking about the podcast I listened to on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I was listening to Brilliant Idiots last week, and they were talking about uh, basically what you do should encapsulate your joy. So do you feel like what you're doing? encapsulate your door like as a designer or um even like what when you wake up every day like uh as you're getting more into film and stuff do you feel like encapsulate your joy do you feel like you're reaching or you're in that general direction i think now that i have my camera back um and now that i'm i guess um drowning myself in film i think i'm back 
mm-hmm. I feel happier and I, I I'm generally at a at a peaceful place. Because now that I've like I've I've honestly took time off to like I don't know, just readjust myself and relocate. Yeah. Essentially, that was in the creative rut, is mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. But now that I have a new tool and I have more ideas and I'm ready to do it, but yeah, I feel fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was at a shoot yesterday, camera operator, not in the DP, but like, while at my job, and it felt so good. Mm-hmm. It just, the rush, just being able to shoot something to create content. I mean, dude, I, I've never been so much happy. Now, design... If it wasn't at a nine to five, yeah, it would push the happiness yeah. even further. It's, but, and it was almost like doing what you fully wanted. Yeah, yeah, like nobody wants to. Nobody wants. I feel like anybody who says they're happy designing at a at a desk job, I just can't believe. It, it. I can honestly say that. Like, I, I look actually, I look forward to when work's over and I can work on my own shit. Yeah, that makes me that makes me happy. Like working on this, and then I'm working on uh, something like once the podcast is over, mm-hmm. and so. Basically, just like creating all this stuff, like that I can but, say my money is going more. Well, but I think it's like not only just doing your own shit, but like having a trajectory for where you want the work to go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we make stuff and it just just goes to the far reaches of who knows yeah. or what the fuck. But like now that you're having this time to make your own work, you can pick your own type. You can come up with your own rationale. And you can make it for yourself. Like. That's what true happiness for design mm-hmm. is. Like you don't, you shouldn't. Nobody shouldn't come to you and tell you what it should be. Right? It should be a conversation, of course. Should be like ways to better your design. But like when somebody's like directing you to do this and this and that, it's like, bro, fuck you. Exactly. Like, it's not even cool. Anymore. Like I get it. I get it. Because people don't see your vision. Mm-hmm. Visionaries, visionaries, <laughs> they don't. They get so wrapped up. We all. Every creative is a visionary in their own sense. And when people try to disrupt that and take away the the mechanic of what made the vision hot, fuck it. And that's just that's a career. Have you seen that meme that Kanye made of Crazy Young Visionary? You haven't? Have I, you? I've seen it. It's it's our life. But even Kanye is a visionary. I mean, I hate to say it in that. Let me know. He is, he is screw a that. Pharrell is a visionary. For wait, wait, how's Kanye not a visionary, but Pharrell is? No, I'm saying, no, screw him, because everybody talks about Kanye. Oh, I mean, gotcha, gotcha. Well, he's one of those characters, that Yu-Gi-Oh card that you always get in the pack. Mm-hmm. He, That's Kanye. That's his visionary. Oh, he's Let's the, talk about yeah. Pharrell. That's a visionary. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he just... He's the ratatat of... I don't want to say... He's like the Moltres. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I, I feel like cause everyone always got... I what? feel like always people got, got ratatat in the, in the cards. In oh, yeah. Cards. That, no, that's see, that's, I mean. that's Kanye. Kanye's yeah, like, Kanye. yeah, we know. We got you. We yeah. got you. Okay, I know the ratatat. We yeah. got you. But you get a Pharrell card. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're like, damn, that motherfucker is a, that, it's a shine. It's, it's got glitter on it. Yeah. He's... A, that's somebody I aspire to be one day. Well, not aspire to be, but like... Have the same creative essence. Mm-hmm. Because... He he knows how to blow. He knows how to really like blow conversations and ideas out the water. Like mm-hmm. the video that he did for that ED, uh, EDM artist, where the video was split in half. That's such a simple concept. You Wait, know, what? You never seen that video? It's a new video that um, Pharrell worked on with some EDM artist. EDM artist, and it, it got a little bit of traction. But the concept of the video was taking two different pieces of video and merging it like they're all in in the same sequence. Oh, uh, I think I saw something similar to that with a Ben Staples video. It was fairly close to that. Oh, you so you know, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was fairly close. It was a little bit, I guess, just pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess the way to look yeah. at it. 
Um, but it, it 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 was it was interesting. It's just like you that's that's for real. You mm-hmm. just know that for real did that. Like that dude is just a fucking genius. I, I said, you know what? You you look for something on your phone and you can never think of the name. This would be like fuck it. I can't. Like, find what it. were you looking for? The the name of the video. Oh, it, <laughs> it came out like how recently did it? It come was out? like maybe like a week ago. A week ago, maybe two. Damn. It was an EDM EDM artist. Oh, I can't believe I did not save it on my Twitter. Uh, did you read that article on Pigeon and Planes? Why cover art is more important than ever? I browsed through it. I feel like I should have. I looked through it a little more, but I should. It, it was it was definitely gonna be a topic about it on the show that I wanted to do. But uh, the just like, give me the the TLDR of it of it if you if you read it, you know I didn't even read it. I, was <laughs> trying to get your I thought but you were like, gonna, I thought you were to school I, me. You know, I mean I don't think it's anything to be schooled on. Yeah. But I think we're in the time period where, you know, the brand and the vi- the video and the visuals mm-hmm. are like that makes or breaks you. It's it like does. I mean, think about it back in the old days when we had mixtapes, right? You somebody gave you a mixtape and if the cover was fire, mm-hmm. you're like, I might give this a shot. And if it was shitty, it's like, nah, my nigga, I'm not gonna fuck with you. Because, yeah, the visual brand is more important than ever these days. Yeah, and they I mean they just kinda break it they just kinda break it down. I mean, of course it's an article, but I mean any de- I think any designer kinda gets the gist when you read the yeah. the 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 caption. It's just like, you know, we miss those days when you can open up the books and the vinyls. You can feel the actual cover. You can read and flip through stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like now everything is so digitized. And it's just like, it's so quick. Like that cover, that square, that, uh, what is it, uh, 1080 by 1080, that, that one area yeah. was so important. It like, was. The way I discovered Gold Link was off his covers. The yeah, way like, I discovered Smino was off his covers. Wait, which cover got you? Which one? Was it the Guy Complex one? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. shout out to Neki Cholu. He did that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to him. And then, um, who I discovered Nao off the cover. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember the covers. It was like the green and yellow gradient. Oh, right, right. Down. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, I just because it back, makes you wonder, like, oh, who is this? I mean, just even going back to like older music, like the way I discovered Daft Punk mm-hmm. was literally off of the. Um, the cover that they yeah, had, no, with gorillas, not, not the cover, not the cover, not the cover. The music video, one more time, mm-hmm. the anime, mm-hmm. and that was a good, yeah, that, that cameo. Yeah, that yeah, I was like, what is this? Who is this exactly, yeah, like just the shit they do, like even with the gorilla, just <laughs> yeah, with the characters. You're like, oh, I was like, like one more time, like Loki. That kind of wants me. That kind of pushes me to buy stuff that's related to these uh, to these journeys. Like, did you hear about how uh, Beyonce's like selling this? This box thing for three hundred dollars and has like this book of the making of lemonade, like it has all these dope photos Ooh, and stuff. How much is it? Beyonce, she's selling it for three hundred dollars. But I will buy that. I exactly, will, I would buy it. But yeah. I'm saying like, I would buy it mm-hmm. not because of the content, just to be inspired by, but it. just to see what was the process exactly. behind that. You know, what was the conversation to create that piece of artwork? Yeah, and like that's worth three hundred dollars to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that was a million dollar production, a hundred million production. Yeah. But like the fact that I can pay three hundred, and it sounds so unrational while I'm hearing myself talk about it. Mm. But like I would pay. It's for worth it. it though. Like just having that shit like on your night, on your on your table. I and mean, all that even shit. I mean, even the Frank Ocean magazine book that mm-hmm. we stood in line and that we didn't that you got, I didn't get. I thought you got one. I did not. They closed down right when you left. No, I thought you bought because like there was <laughs> no, something I, on Black I, Friday. I mean, I bought it on Black Friday. Okay, but I had to wait almost. Like oh, yeah, you got to pay for your shit. I got my. shit. But even then, it was just like seeing and flipping through because mm-hmm. like reading the scans are one thing, but like actually seeing it and, and feeling feel, it, yeah. 
I mean, that's just that's that's the glory of it. That's mm-hmm. why we live in a time period now where everybody wants vinyl and hardcover mm-hmm. and all that because people want to experience something. You know, you know what's underrated? Like uh, one thing I love to do when I go to like Barnes and Noble and Border sometimes is they have like books on the art of like Pixar movies. Yeah, Those yeah. are so dope. And when they have like the concept art of like. I think one I have is the the art of Toy Story three and it has like all mm. the concept art as they made like the different characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And seeing that development, like that shit is amazing. Like, I I really appreciate people that show their process like that. You know something? I just came up with an idea. Spell it. If you don't want to, no, you don't have to say it. On Why don't I? You know what? I'm gonna say my million dollar yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will be off air. This will be off air. <laughs> For real, I got an idea. No, screw it out that. We do look. I have to look. Look, right, we're gonna talk about it, okay? But at the heart of all these good ideas, like there needs to be a process manual mm-hmm. for everything, there needs to be a discussion because people want to see that, like, people want to know your process. It's true, that's half the battle. It is, are yeah. you a faker? Are you a copycatter? Mm-hmm. Shit. Like, you didn't know. just come up with that shit overnight. Like, I kind of want to, like, show me, no, sure, don't exactly show me the sketches, show me, show me your thoughts. I like when was the conversation when they did one more time with Daft Punk mm-hmm. in an anime animation? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my like God. show me those character designs. Like that shit would be like get, I would pay top dollar for that. Top dollar. <laughs> yeah, hey, that song was live. Yeah. That song was so. Uh, live. Wait, they're on. They're gonna be. Wait, they're not. I'm. I'm mixing them up with Gorillaz. I thought they were gonna be on tour, but they're not. They are. This. this it's been a decade. Wait. Daft Punk, yeah. They should be going on tour. I thought that was just like a rumor. I mean, it's still a rumor, but like the last tour they went on was in 2007. Mm-hmm. And they're slated for another. I mean, it's 2017. I don't know if Trump boarded them. Mm-hmm. But like, we really would want Daft Punk to have a tour. For sure. You know, Daft Punk can never die. Oh, did we talk about this before? I don't know if we did. I pretty, or maybe I got this shit from you. Because I've said this on the podcast. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to say it again. Okay. If you look... Daft Punk, if you ever listen to this podcast randomly, I can be your CD. <laughs> but think about it like this. We know what they look like technically mm-hmm. under the mask. But if we can, if they were to continue this, like to raise like a young Daft Punk duo mm-hmm. and like never reveal who they are. And when the old Daft Punk die and pass the helmet on to them, they could never die. They can. They technically yeah. could never die. Same with gorillas. Yes. Yeah, same, same with, with the gorillas. I mean, I think they're going to die. Yeah. I don't want to say it like that, but like, I think the concept for Daft Punk makes sense because they're about automation, technology, mm-hmm. you know, this mysterious. They're constantly like reinventing themselves yeah, and becoming yeah, yeah. like more and more advanced. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think gorillas can do it. They probably would never die. But the fact that Daft Punk was built around that idea of mm-hmm. being like these robot figures, yo, they could probably perform in 3017. Mm-hmm. Holograms they, and shit. They could. And they probably could still look the same. Mm hmm. They they be they could be the longest living artists, technically. Well, talk. I would love to see that. Like bring me back to life so I can see Daft Punk mm-hmm. in three uh, in three thousand. <laughs> That's what's up. Wait, uh, let's see what I was speaking of. Con- like, now go for it. Speaking of concert experience, what do you think was going to be the next level of concert experiences? I, because you know, like, I feel like we I I kind of want to say that streaming was a step in it, but I. What VR? Would you say VR? Oh, VR streaming would be dope. Yeah, though. it's like VR and AR. Yeah, you know, it's because I think Kanye is 
and uh, E.S. Devlin and who his, who he works with. And I hate to always go back to that. Nah, I don't even know these but names, so I appreciate this. I'm learning. ES, yeah, E.S. Devlin is a state designer who did um, the Jay-Z, uh, Jay-Z Kanye tour where it was like the box that they were standing on. Mm-hmm. Watch Abstract. Hey, she's, a, she's a shit. Episode 9, still haven't seen Abstract. Watch it. And then she did the the stage design for, um, I think, um, Bond, not Bond, what's that boy name? Um, in America? No, 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 not that. Um, Bono. She did the stage design oh. for Bono. And then she did Kanye's... Um, Yeezus tour. Yeezus tour. Um, she's bad. She's bad. And then, I don't know who did the floating stage idea, but like that level of interaction with like... Just a simple lighting coming down on you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the next stage of like concert experiences. You know, it was definitely a way to go. Like, wait, do you believe that uh, old dude? Like uh, the guy? Do you feel like you remember the guy that accused Kanye that he stole the idea from him? Do you the floating stage? Yeah, do you believe that? I think it's we're in the time period that anybody can say you stole that from me. Oh yeah, that's true. Like with you know? the the DNA shit. Like there's a guy named Design. He he claims that Kanye K- uh, K- yeah. Kendrick took yeah, his, the cadence yeah. and shit. It's like what? Shut the fuck up. But no, I think like it doesn't matter unless you if you made it better. Like who really cares? I mean, and I don't think it's really about making it better. It's just like it's easy to call you know call Wolf today. Like mm-hmm. oh, you stole my stuff. Especially when like, something's popping already. Yeah, like come on, dude, it's too late. Like mm-hmm. you, you, your glory is mm-hmm. gone. Like if you would have said, oh, Kendrick is about to come out with this album, and like he took my song, he sampled. This is what the beat's gonna sound like, and Kendrick actually releases it. Then you get a little bit of credibility. Mm-hmm. But like now, you just sound like a little hack. <laughs> you know, but I think like I, I was thinking about yesterday, like VR concerts. I feel like are the next verge, mm-hmm. and it's like like Live Nation could jump on that and just kill it. Yo, yeah. would murder it. Mm-hmm. Like just pioneering that thought of like getting to the space, understanding the technology because I think it's there. I think it's just is it done right? I mm-hmm. think the person who does it first will be a pioneer, and I think the person who does it right will be a rich guy. Like, Real talk. I think it's no, that's how it usually goes down. I, yeah, I, I'm just like, saying. You, like, you say having quotables. Who me? You like that was a quotable right there. Was it a quotable? I think it was a quotable. Like, uh, you, what was it? All right. The first guy to do it will be a pioneer. The second guy will be a rich guy. Yes. Yeah. This because like it's gonna be. Let's be honest. It's gonna be when you put on your head. Nobody owns a VR headset. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, if Kanye was to do a VR concert and you can only get it through A, B, or C retailers, mm-hmm. I bet my black ass would go get that VR oh, headset. Wait, oh, wait. Shout out to Gambino. He's doing that shit uh, with the vinyl. He's doing like Wake My Love. It's, it's VR vinyl. Remember when I said the first guy to do would be a pioneer? Yeah. <laughs> this nigga's a pioneer. He's a pioneer, but it's not really great. Yeah. But the thing is, I think, Someone's I think, I it think it's three factors, though. I think it's three factors. One, it has to be live. If mm-hmm. you can achieve live, then you win. I think two is like how how you can look around, mm-hmm. right? Like what's going on on all four corners. Like if I look up, there's something going on. If I look exactly. down, there's something going on. If I look behind me, there's something going on. Yeah, it's gotta on. be like a full three. Because experience. the thing is with Gambino thing is like you have a quarter view of the stage and you mm-hmm. got the other rest of the stage looking at the people. And I was like, this isn't really. But you like- got the shit above you. No, you don't. Do you, you do. There's there's something above you because like I was oh like, the little yeah. dancing yeah above you yeah yeah I remember that yeah it's a dancing like Indian yeah okay yeah. cool yeah yeah but right. that's, that's only one section. I feel like the. I, like since I was there, like I feel like the VR like undervalues the full experience. I feel like it undervalues. I don't. 
You know, it does because you're not actually there. That's true. But I think if, like I said, if it's done exclusively and it's done right, because what you could do, I mean, you could take away the live component and mm-hmm. you make it into like a visual concert. You make it super like everywhere you look, it's, you're experiencing something. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be the interesting part. Or shit, if anything, you could like interconnect everybody's mics or like whatever audio system they're connected to and like everybody like like peg people or promote people to like cheer and you hear all the cheering through like your audio system so interconnected like hearing of people who's experiencing that vr con this sounds so crazy i don't know i'm just on the like creative high right now but just don't shut up but i think like the the aspect of it of the concert experience is like you feel like you're around people cheering for what you're listening to and like vr limits that vr's biggest issue is that it limits people interacting with one another i mean that's where facebook live is kicking off facebook vr is kicking off because now you can see like your avatars mm-hmm. quote unquote and interact just, with people that seems weird like just talk to people yeah well you know technology has its flaws yeah you got a big ass refrigerator on your eyeball <laughs> you know? i want to get in vr which is 72 was really into it like when i was there they were really into it 72 just rebranded their website they did they did right. i need to check that it out look like everybody else's right. <laughs> i've always been like everybody else's no right. you know white space 72 in the, in the left hand corner and just work hamburger just hamburger in the right work scroll down we are 72 wait did you say hamburger on the right yeah the hamburger menu you don't know oh Oh, the stack. I've never heard it called. I've never that's heard what it. That's what that's his, that's his name. I never name. knew that was the was hamburger called. menu. I never knew because that. Because it's was. like the top part is like the bun. The middle part is like um, the like the meat. And then the bottom is the bun. They call it the hamburger. Shout out to UI. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I tell people like. I never. I was like, what? I, I, I thought you were talking about like a hamburger logo. I was like, I know they do Carl's, but why would they put a hamburger logo? <laughs> what the? I sure like, looked at you like he don't even know yeah, what I'm talking I about. Don't. Let me shut up. No, it helped. I learned. I just learned something today. You know about the hamburger menu? Yeah. I was, yeah. That's off. That's wild. Walk off. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yeah. The the uh, I know we're going back to um, dear white people, but that no, African dude, African dude was funny as hell. Do, is it just me? <laughs> or I feel like his accent was fake. Was it? It fake? probably was fake, but I don't give a damn. Yeah. That shit was good. Oh, yeah. I, the, the part that was funny, his comeback was like, at least my answers were smart enough not to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. Like, said, at least my answers <laughs> are not, are were good enough not to get caught. That was so funny. Yeah, that shit was funny. That he told dude, yeah. like, yeah. he was like, you only speak what English? You know, he said something, you speak five, you exactly. speak five languages. He said, you better speak one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Time. Do you feel like, um, Logan Browning, do you think she was better than Tessa Thompson as, as Sam? You know, I I think so. I don't know because I think it's it was a longer story for that. Yeah, it was girl. more for her to develop and stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I feel like the movie did not do justice for the series. Mm-hmm. The series, I feel like this series could live for fucking ten seasons. Yeah, just keep, yeah, keep a shit going. Like, uh, but the movie was. I think their initial goal was just to like shock people mm-hmm. and just pure satire and just straightforward truth about like how we experience like you know our I don't want to say white counterparts but like our other people. I hate to say it, like that sounds so horrible. Dear white people, dear, dear other people. Right. You know, yeah. I didn't mean it like that, but 
I think that was their initial goal to make impact. But I think this especially goal, with the title, like jump right. with the title. Their whole, I think their whole mission was like we're gonna make a movie to really generate conversation around the ideas of this is our black experience and this is how mm-hmm. we encounter white people on a day to day basis and we're gonna highlight the issue of these these horrible fucking college parties. That's mm-hmm. like a big agenda to sit there and say A, B, and C. But now they've made that statement and now they created a whole entire series and mm-hmm. it's like now I'm learning more about. You know, Sam, I'm learning more about Lionel. I'm learning more about the characters, and it feels genuinely good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the backstory of the, how they set it up for the around the, the arc after the party, it was yeah. really well done. And then, like, the comedy was A1. Yeah, Defamation love, yeah. was fucking genius. Mm-hmm. I love the episode with uh, with Coco and Sam, like, how they met, like, basically how they drifted, like, when, when they first met, and then they became... But you kind of like, I think the movie didn't even set that up. Like the movie did yeah. not even set that up. Exactly. Now it, I'm like appreciative of that like backstory because mm-hmm. it's like, it's two sides of the two sides of the story. It's got one girl who's like, she's you know, um, she's half white, half black, but she's more radical and she's willing to make a stand mm-hmm. for her for her own personal beliefs yeah. and rights, even though it may f- affect people negatively. While this other girl, of course, I, what's her name? Coco. Coco. Coco is just like she's a little bit reserved, and she's taking like I don't want to say this whitewashed approach, but she's always she, just trying to get by. She's always yeah. trying to get by. Yeah. Like she has these strong stances and these opinions, but like she tries to undermine that by going the primp and proper route. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in everybody's good grace, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna make change by being nice. And change doesn't happen mm-hmm. that way, exactly. You know, but there are people like that. Yeah, you like know? yeah. I, you know, sometimes I I hate to say it, but I can relate to Coco sometimes because some like you know you see people who are more the you know the D Ray about it you know uh, activist and you tell them like I I've been in a situation where like yo do you really want to make that like I feel you but like sometimes you got to figure out what your voice is and you got to figure out the right strategic ways to do it and some people are like I feel you and you're right but other people are like nah fuck you I'm gonna burn the building down I'm like okay you know. And I think that's the beauty of how they set that story up. Is like you see two two activists, damn near, for real. in their own life. Have you read the book, like uh, like the Dear White? They got book? a book. Yeah, that's. I think it's based off a book. Like the movie's based off a book. Like oh, like some of the situations are are off that. Like the like, like the tip test from the movie and all that. Mm-mm. And they categorize like they basically categorize three people, the people in three ways, like as Ufta, Nose Job, or One Hundred. And like hmm. let me let me read it off because I just pulled it up. I did not know that. Uh, let's see. Get out. Oh, yeah. Uh, it says, the first is Ufta, the person who adjusts themselves when surrounded by white folk. These are the people. Mm-hmm. They These are the proper articulating homies in class who shout across the street, nigga, to get your attention. The ones with a snapback and a fedora, timbos and deck shoes, fubu and polo. The second is no shot. That's, that's, that's Sam. Uh, is that Sam? I thought that was Troy. The Wait, Ufta. the one that's, that said. Ufta. No, Ufta is the one who adjusts to other races. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Troy. Uh, and then this nose job, the person who seeks to exchange their blackness for the more desired whiteness. So y'all with the blonde weaves, the blue contacts, Coco. the bleached skin. Yeah. Uh, and no, then uh, the last uh, one hundred, the person who keeps the one hundred. Uh, the hair is in dreadlocks, hunty, and they wear their crowns with Sam. pride. Yeah, exactly. You know what's interesting that I picked up on? You know, Reggie. When he got, I do appreciate they gave Reggie like more of a role in. This yeah, show. but you know what's interesting, like. During every black movement, there was always a powerful black woman behind every like power, like every black man. 
And it's interesting to see that that, that that dynamic where, you know, Sam was was the face, was the face of the movement on their campus, but she has not been through shit. Mm-hmm. But how she pushed Reggie to be the new face of the movement, to push his vocals, to push his poetry to be the movement, I just found that interesting. That's true. Because, like, you know, in the movie, she, like, she's, he's basically, like, shadowing her. In yeah, the movie. yeah, he's shadowing her. But she hasn't been through anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, she, she's this biracial she's, girl. Yeah, she's yeah. she's biracial. Yes, but like she's been through the black experience, but she hasn't been through something that pushed her to be as radical as she is. Mm-hmm. While Reggie, on the other hand, was like, "I'm super pro black," but didn't do shit mm-hmm. until something really did happen to him. Now mm-hmm. he now she wanted him to be the face of the movement, and it's like you look at history, like black women have always been the the, the firepower, the yeah. workers, the doers of the civil rights movement. And to see that kind of live and recreate itself within um, uh, Dear White People was, to me, was interesting at least. That's what I took away Do you from feel it. like she had to sleep with Reggie? Like, was that kind of weird that she basically, like, cheated on her white boyfriend day and slept with Reggie? You know, I, I pegged that. I knew it from the jump that was going to happen. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I was kind of doubtful in a way because they never really showed it until later when he actually asked her straight up. But like, gee, I I feel like while that was interesting, it's just it was a little odd. You it know was. what I'm saying? Like, why are you dating? But that's why I don't get this 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 this. I can't even articulate what I'm trying to say. But this biracial girl who's very pro black. Has the opportunity to be with somebody who's just as pro black as she, mm-hmm. but she chooses to date this white guy. The white guy, and what I don't understand is like, what well, I guess I do understand because they're trying to show that no matter what color you are, you have commonalities mm-hmm. and joys that you can appreciate from somebody. But like, or I think it was when you, they were kind of show, trying to show like three dimensional she was like with the literature shit, like how they were in the coffee shop. That too, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah, you know, a little I, bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think that relationship really showed that you know she could be, you know, she could love somebody who on the other side of the, on the other side of the coin, but also you know bring wokeness to the table. And it's like it and to me, I just feel like there's a weird dynamic anyway. Like, why would you, as a super pro woke black girl, want to date somebody who? I don't know if he's woke, but like at least he's like he's as woke as a white person can be. Okay, there we go. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, why like, would you yeah. want to date that? Like you're dating the opposition. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're dating, dating the enemy. You, no, I'm joking. Mean, I mean, I'm let's joking. Call, let's call it what it is. Like, yeah, he's a good person, but I don't want to say the enemy. That's yeah. kind of a little harsh. <laughs> the enemy is there, you know. But it's weird because the whole entire movie, I was clinging onto that one thought of like you are about to call the race riot, mm-hmm. but you're dating somebody who's who's on that side mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know i couldn't do it yeah it's almost like it's almost hypocritical in a way because like especially with it the first extre- episode it's extremely hypocritical because yeah. when they found out like the whole camera was like come on like what the fuck exactly you know it was just like I, was, I had the same reaction like you can't now it's hard for me to take you serious because you're dating somebody mm-hmm. who is and yeah so what do you want they, exactly right it's almost I mean, and you know that's just to me i just feel like that's just good writing that, yeah. that movie i mean that's serious movie. yeah i can't wait for it for more Season two is gonna be fire. I bet she's gonna go back to him. Oh wait, what? Say that again. I bet, I bet season two she's gonna go back. Oh yeah, that's to... true. Or no, I think she's. Oh yeah, that's true. Because like, what's it? Reggie's about to get with old girl, uh, her best friend. Wait, what you got to say? What you got to say about that? She was. I don't care. I didn't really care for. She's a good actor. She's a good actress. She was cool. Like she was a she was a ride or die. That she was, was a ride or die. Yeah. But like at some point, like where does reality kick in? Like 
she clearly saw that dude wanted Sam. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't she just get well? I guess there's always that friend. Plus, she didn't just say straight up, "Look, I like you, nigga." That's but, true. Yeah, she could have just at least done that. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Fair point. But I guess, no, what was funny though was the parodies, like the defamation, like they were just shit on scandal. They are. I've never seen an episode of Scandal, but that shit was funny. But this is the crazy shit, bro. This is the crazy shit. Netflix tweeted out like get they're trying to get defamation put on like Netflix or oh, something like shit. that. It was a tweet. I was like, y'all better be with the culture. That yeah. shit. Was, that was funny. That was. That was. She she said. I ain't got time for no uh, bitch babies. I was like, okay, scandal line. <laughs> and he was like, blow me right on the eagle. And she was like, okay. I was like, oh my god, that- that's so scandal. <laughs> that's so scandal. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what's the face really do that? No, but like it's over dramatized, yeah. you know. They've been. I think they had the whole little like exa- little clicks. <laughs> I was like, I know what this is, and then I read. I couldn't see because I was like far back. I was like, Yo, did that look like defamation? Yeah, that scandal. Exactly. And then Olivia Pope with the coat. I was like, Oh shit, they are going in. They were making fun of the the Oprah shit too. Like, who said motivational person on Oprah? Huh? Like, uh, you know that person tries to change people's lives on Oprah that. I, forget, I don't even know her name is. Uh, we gotta do better with the names. We gotta do better with the names. I speaking of, I'm missing Empire. <laughs> I, I haven't like oh, no. My shit. job does social for Empire, and I haven't watched. I don't even watch it. I don't watch Prison Break, and I do social for Prison Break. I, was, I feel guilty because it's sponsored by Pepsi. With, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. they still getting that money. Pepsi is the devil. No, <laughs> have you seen that? Uh, there's a meme that dropped about how uh, there's a Pepsi. There's a camera that's in the shape of a Pepsi can. And they were, they were trying to cover it up and say, oh, that's what Kylie was really, that's what Kylie was really trying to do. I mean, Kendall. Some shit like that. Silence. <laughs> Pepsi cannot get my money. And then the memes of the Met Gala, how uh, instead of the, the paparazzi, they were holding oh, uh, Pepsi. No, wait, let's talk about the Met Gala, because we you said oh, you wanted to talk man. about that. Like, we got so much stuff going about. Why did we watch the Met Gala? It's more of a meeting place. Like, from, from the looks of it, like, just from what they see, it looks like it's poorly built. Like, I don't know what it is from the outside. I just I just get so sick of it because the highlight of it was like Travis Scott and then you had wait Will, Travis Scott well was it ASAP or Travis <laughs> that's what the whole world wants to know it was Tra- it was ASAP okay well ASAP and then you had um with Jaden with his cut off dread yeah that was kind of cool. I, he did that because Willow wasn't there he was like uh, Willow Willow couldn't be my date so I brought my hair I'm not too mad at it I'm not mad at it the generation we live in. You look. Wow. You're looking ice cubically. I'm just like whatever. You're staring. Stares ice cubically. I did, <laughs> but like I just feel like watching those. It's just like it's just so much irrelevance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just rich people walking down the carpet and showing like their life, and it's. I mean, I guess it's for some people. It's just not for me because it's like so many things we could be doing with life and society than opposed to watching these people walk down the carpet mm-hmm. and make memes from, and their, make from, memes. Their, from their dresses and which shit. i mean is good for the good for the people but what do we really gain what is it what is the purpose of the matt gala it's basically just a buzzfeed article i feel like exactly yeah, it, you know if like if you're gonna walk in these fresh ass suits and these fly ass like setups at least do it for a cause mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like diddy was sharp that's true. He got that like that jacket, and he was like flexing just chilling on the stairs and all with that. With the red bottom on the shoes, he was flexing. But for what purpose? That would be dope though. If, it, if like it was like a charity thing, like if the money. If, yeah, I'm saying like, what is the purpose? Yeah. What is the, why? Why do we watch? 
Why do we watch? I don't even know. Like, I, I before that, like I say before social media, we didn't even know about it, about it really. I think we, I think we knew, but it was like everything went to the newspapers. Oh my God! Excuse me. That's nah, all good. You know what I'm saying? It was like the newspaper, like look at what we were in TMZ. Look where we were in complex with Met Gala. And it's like when you really boil it down, we just spent like some minutes watching these folks walk up and down and talk. And it's like, bro, what's the point? I don't know. You want to be up there one day? I don't. I don't give a shit. If I had Diddy exactly, money, if I had Diddy money, I wouldn't go. Wait, you? If if someone invited you to the Met Gala, you would no, not go. I would not. You lying? I'm dead ass. What 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 purpose? It's just to interact with. Niggas. I'm just gonna go interact with the same rich people that I can interact with on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sure lo- and Sunday. I'm pretty sure a lot of those people never met. Like, there's a picture of Barry I Jenkins. I don't and- give a damn. <laughs> there's a picture of Barry Jenkins and Frank Ocean, and they never met. That was if pretty- I have Diddy money, I will find a way. I will call my PR and my assistant. You make your assist- own party and my assistant's assistant to get in contact with Frank or whoever or like Rick Ruck Rubin or like Rick Rubin. Excuse me. Like, I don't need a Met Gala. I'm gonna tell you, if I had money, if I had money, you make money, your own Met Gala. No, I wouldn't even have a Met Gala. <laughs> no, I, my black ass would be at the house in my same red Air Force Ones and my cut up jeans. I'm telling you, I feel like when people get money, like they flex for no fucking reason. Like, why are you going to the Met Gala? Like, you you don't even know what the Met Gala stands for. You don't even know what it was made. I don't know. Maybe people I'm, just want to stunt. People just want to stunt. That's the that's the truth. That's a truth. Niggas just want to see people like. That's a good. That's a. That's but a, think about it. Like, into a deeper conversation, you, which is, I, I, I mean, enjoy. like when you get when you get cash and you get money, you 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 have so much leisure expenses that you can just splurge on. But like, what is the fine point? When does it cut off? Like to me, if I had Diddy money, I would not go to the Met Gala because it's not my. It's not worth my time. I would go buy a Bugatti. I rather I'm there no <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm just I, saying. But like, at least I'm doing something. At least I'm doing something that leads into other actions where I'm just like stunning for a purpose. Like, if I'm gonna go and spend this thousand million dollars suit, spend that shit. You know what I'm saying? Spend and walk shit. and like flex and show you off on the cameras. Like, what am I gaining? Nothing but exposure. But I'm gonna just at least invest, or I'm gonna buy something that's gonna really benefit my everyday life. The Met Gala's one day. One day, it's like prom. It's prom, for, it's prom for rich people. So you're saying you would miss prom? I I almost did miss my own prom. I didn't. I, I, don't, I almost kind of missed my prom too. I went. I went solo, so I basically just didn't go to prom. I I mean, I didn't want to go to prom. I feel like prom is the same way as the Met Gala. It's like, well, I'm gonna spend. Well, I'm gonna rent this suit to go this one time because it's the last day of high school. No, fuck I think all it's y'all. because I think it's more of a feeling where they'd rather go than regret it. Especially with an invite. Because you don't know if you're going to be popping next year. Like Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty went because you don't know if he's going to be popping next year. Okay, fuck Lil Yachty. Okay. We're going we're gonna to <laughs> We'll save this discussion for another I'm day. I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. But no, I feel you. I just, I I would not regret missing the Met Gala. If I were to, like, Jesus came down and said, you have to go to the Met Gala. If you don't, you'll die. I said, all right, come on, take me away. I'm not going. I I'm would not, go just out of fear of regret, basically. I just basically. would not go. I just couldn't. It's not because I feel like it's almost like. A walking art show. That's how I would describe it. It's, like it's a prom. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even dancing. That's, like, that's a ridiculous part about it. It's almost like a dinner party. Like um, we take you after Charlie's for cheap, I guess. Or go to Red Lobster get some cheddar biscuits at least. Because I'm pretty sure they don't like, even have cheddar biscuits at the Met Gala. Come on. Now they probably had salmon you, on them. 
probably had cheddar biscuits with That's salmon. That's something they got no salt on it. <laughs> <laughs> At least go get probably, you. I don't know. I'm just saying, I couldn't do it. But this, the selfie was, did you see the selfie of like uh, Kylie took a, Frank, that was kind of cool. Frank did one, but yeah, for the, you, what purpose? I think it's because I think it's because uh, like an Avengers thing. That's I'm gonna defend the shit out of this, out of this thing. It's almost like an hold Avengers thing. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Because I I just want to I just want to run up and just be like y'all idiot. <laughs> y'all make me on the. Did he wear your next album at? Should you be making your next album? Man, now the real question is who's gonna write the next album? The real question is why are you in this fly fresh ass suit and not working on now? What else is he gonna wear that suit for? If he if he can't, he can wear that suit somewhere else. Where he's gonna wear it in the house? Diddy. He's gonna live stream wearing it in the house. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) He got all the money in the world. Flex like that. It's cheaper. But I feel like it's I feel like people like to flex in groups. Like it's the Avengers of rich ass people. You know, you a, you a fire festival ass nigga. <laughs> you want to go with let's, talk, let's go to that. No, remember you did see that. You sent that in the group chat. Remember, you, I did. You did. But you know what? I didn't get a ticket though. <laughs> None of us have. Well, okay, let let's talk about the fire festival. Okay. Let's talk about how every rich person got bamboozled in the world. True. Because I did get bamboozled, but I ain't rich. Did That's you hear about how most of them want want to go back next year? I think like eighty one percent like they'd rather get refunds. They don't want refunds. They just want free tickets for next year. Exactly. That shit is no. dumb. No. See, that's the issue. First off, Ja Rule was behind it. So we knew that was I didn't even know that nigga was behind it until like the That's fall. what I said. Yeah. I said Ja Rule was behind it. If I would have known that, if I would have known Ja Rule was behind it, I would have never even said anything. But let me tell you what went wrong with they branding. Well, they actually went right. Technically, they went right. Because for them to create an entirely new concert that was only for the rich people and rich people only for one, for like maybe a few days, was it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? They got all those people to get on board. That's a marketing success. Mm-hmm. But it's a marketing. Well, you really f- believe the lineup was real, like with good music and shit. Like they actually got good music. Well, to come Blink One Eighty Two fucked it up for everybody. But how? Well, because it's, it's Blink One Eighty Two. That's just a fuck up from the jump. But they, I mean, I never heard they, of Blink One Eighty Two. So no, that's why it was a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I've never but like, heard well, I remember when it first came. Remember when it first came out, they were like, "Good music gonna be there." And like I was like, oh my god! I don't, I never, I didn't believe that shit when I saw that. Like, I, don't, I didn't give a damn if you believe it. Or not. I didn't believe it. But the, the situation was, if I go on a private island and listen to good music, the entire whoever shows up, it could be even designer punk ass. <laughs> I was just like happy that that was going to be happening. But what I failed to realize, my dumb ass, first off, it's a new concert, never. Never been done before. Yeah, never tried the first. Never tried. The never first went try. to the first concert. Yeah. What have we learned? One, don't go to the first concert if mm-hmm. it's the first at the time. Second off, make sure that the illustrations of your hotel rooms have photos behind them because they didn't have no photos. Oh, oh you checked out the day. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about the actual like website that came out. Oh, there's a website. Then, I didn't check out the website. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about so it. So the then. website, yo, <laughs> check this out. Check the for real. Check this out. Okay. The website when you went on it when it first dropped. It talked about room and accommodations. Now, when you go on rooms and accommodations, you go to the like the villas and the tents and the condos and the nice ass illustrations, mm-hmm. not photos. There were no photos, so these fuck these fuck boys were asking for six thousand dollars with no pictures of the actual spaces. Wait, when would you say this? Uh, the announcement went out for the festival. Like, I don't, I don't remember the exact maybe date. Maybe like January. January, okay. May have been January, maybe like December. But this is the situation, though. They got 
a lot of people to fly down to an island in the unknown Bahamas, Exomas, whatever they call that area. Just off hope. Just off of hope. That's just wow. That is some you boy. You that's they, power. That's who are they? Who are they? Creative team. <laughs> because they had no pictures. They had no pictures at all of what the plate. Oh, what the plate? They had one video, and all it was was just white women and their titties. Oh, like, yeah, look like at me Bella Hadid here. and shit. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have anything. So now you use stock footage to create a aura and illustrations mm-hmm. to sell this dream to rich people, and people bought it. That's some good marketing. What did they learn? That sounds like a hypothetical tour that like we would have come up with or something. Just uh, it is exactly. But like they got bamboozled with feral dogs and like the gourmet uh, cheese sandwich. Oh yeah, sandwich that they oh, yeah, they're talking about the chefs and all that Yo, shit. Yeah. I would have had a fit. I had to fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like what is this I shit? Lost, I just like I lost nine G's to stay in the, mm. the excavator. Exactly. Especially if you broke as fuck and you tried to do that. Like, what if went, I would have saved yeah, dog? You, exactly. <laughs> Went out there just a stunt. Yeah, my black ass be out there dying out the deep. Like, where my house, where my condo at? What the fuck is exactly. this? Exactly. They were still in. They were still in each other's beds, bro. Damn. What? They was everybody. There was an article that like CNN put out. They were like, people are still in each other's beds to just make themselves more comfortable. Damn. And it was hot, and it had no air conditioning. They had no place to piss because, in one article, they were talking about how they were not prepared. For like any like damages to the area because the night like the, the week before the week before they had a storm that destroyed all the pipelines or all the oh bathrooms. that's why it looks so shitty in the, in the right photos. so the issue second off the side note they had no pictures of the bathrooms like if you got the cheap shit like I was gonna get mm-hmm. they had no bathrooms they didn't say where are you gonna piss at or mm-hmm. where are you gonna shit at you had to squat in the corner somewhere they didn't even have that. So, like, I'm curious how they, the people who are on the island, how they were shitting and pissing. Because, like, they didn't have that on the website. So, I don't know. Yeah, that shit. It's just another another L for this generation well, to see. Did you, did you look at the pitch deck? Somewhat. Like, it, it wasn't, like, like I was saying, it was nothing to really write home about. It was funny. Funny or Dad did a parody of it, so that was kind of funny. They did, like, a really cheap parody of it. But let's let's look through it and see see what we got there. Oh, what am I doing? Oh no! There, wait, what happened? Nothing. I'm just being stupid. That's nice crazy. Ay 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 ay. Oh. Why did we Why did we go through that era? Wait, Rabbi? No, I said why? Just why did we go through that era of hip hop? Oh, oh, the Yin Yang Twins. I mean, I feel like the same people shit on that. The same people that talk about mumble rap. Like, I feel like it's yeah, it just it's, happens. It's just a constant. There's, there's just some kind of movement. I can't wait till mumble rap dies. I'm sorry. Dude. No, I was watching because uh, I was already watching CB4. Like, it was funny how people like talked about rap back then about how like people were just tripping off the fact that it was just talking, like. Hey. It, oh, excuse me. Like, okay. I know there had to be a change right there. Like, how people were pissed. Like, the same way people were pissed off right now about mumble rap, people were probably pissed off when rap for a sudden, like, why are those niggas just talking mm. over a beat? Why aren't they singing all that? So, I think it's just a revolution. I'm not going to say mumble rap's a revolution, but it's. I mean, this is, that's the hip hop. This is, is history yeah. of hip hop. Like, we've gotten the mic. We spun on a DJ on the on the turntables. We reversed the rotation. And guess what? Now we got mixing. 
And then we started rapping to a beat, and people were like, oh my god, they're talking, they're not even singing. And we got fucking early forms of hip hop. Then we come out with like twerk music, and you know, just like that's just the nature. Of the yeah, music. this deck looks generic as fuck. Like there, there are hardly see. any pictures of it. There are hardly any pictures. They sold, of they sold us a dream. Yeah, what did they make this on? Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah, it looks like they made it. What's that? The pro. Wait, let's see what the problem is. Okay, record music revenue is under pressure. Artists are seeking new ways of earning revenue as the music industry business model has become disrupted. Oh, duh. That's not even like... Yes, it's genetic, super genetic. Come on. Live booking is f- the fastest growing segment of the entertainment industry. Sorry. It was rising, ticking, little, little, but we understand that live industry is broken. It's going and we getting chiller. There's no one chiller. It's like Michael Jackson and this is not thriller. Get out. They're stupid. Yeah, it's like... They're, they're, they're talking about influencers. They're, they're smart but stupid. You know what? We should pitch Fire Festival to somebody else. Like in a different list. like so like you could easily just use this template as something. There's <laughs> a template. Like yeah. if if the problem is the industry is broken, like no shit, Sherlock. You're like our vision. Like the bigger the bigger truth is definitely like the artists are all the same. Mm-hmm. And chances at nine different headlining concerts, and it's like, how do you fix that? You know, or how do you make the experience a little bit more? I don't know, inclusive. Get people there on all angles. Like, that makes more sense to me. But, mm-hmm. like, the model is disrupted. No shit, Sherlock. Like, uh, do better. Do better. Uh, <laughs> do better. I'm just saying you could do better. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it kind of... It feels... Is it kind of weird that uh, More Life is kind of out the window anymore? Uh, like, no one really listens to yeah, it? Yeah, because Kendrick shut that ass down. Shut down. Yeah. Kendrick has all of his songs on the top Billboard 100. I mean, Drake done Drake's done that before. He has. Do you hear this hissing on this mic? It's your silence. It's just my silence. <laughs> Fuck a Drake. Fuck a Drake. Was it Billboards or is it Billboards or is it something else? No, he made Kendrick made history all of his songs. No, I, no, Drake did that with I think uh, I think if you're reading this. I think he did that with it. If you're reading it, it's like oh, all them were on the, the chart. The side album. Let me see. No, some, oh, somebody lying to me. Let's see. If you're reading this, because I, I think I've seen that before. Like even Beyonce's album, I think like all her, all her songs were on it. Hold on. What you want from me? I just started liking that song. No, that it's song. just it's right here. It's on. Uh, well, that's BET. No, here it is on mic. That's more credible than me. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. I said what well, I was looking for, like Kendrick Lamar makes album history. Oh. And I was like, oh, it's on BET. I said, no, let me go somewhere more. Yep, credible. like, no, like Drake did this before. Like it says, if you're reading this, uh, Drake has already made history. Uh, shout out to MTV. Drake is no stranger to breaking records. He has already, he already has the most number one songs above board. Uh, plus he's in, but he's got another title this week. He broke the record for the most songs on Billboard at the same time, according to Billboard. Uh, How many songs was it? Let's see. Uh, of the fifty slides, Drake has twenty-one of them. Oh, he had twenty-one. So, yeah, tw- so I, I guess basically every single song on. If you're reading this, so how did? So why are people saying Kendrick broke? He said Kendrick Lamar's new album just made history. Three days after his haphazard release, Kendrick Lamar's made the butterfly. Oh, I mean, I guess technically since this is an album, and oh, that's the wrong. What's his name was a was a mixtape. That could be it, but I don't know. I don't give a damn. Well, it was a mixtape, wasn't it? It was a yeah, mixtape. Yeah, he was even promoting oh. his mixtape because he was like, How, "How's my mixtape?" Basically. Oh, 
yeah. so this okay, so I see the difference. It could be like, wait, was it ever on? No, I know it was on sale, but did they actually have like physical copies that no. he sold? No, it was a it was a mixtape. Oh, oh, so Kendrick just shut that ass down. Yep. Hey, I'm surprised. Wait, how's Beyonce not done that though? I'm really surprised. Cause it ain't Kendrick. Ooh. Kung Fu Kenny now. Uh, wait, wait, I feel some like real big like Beyonce fan is gonna come on your nah. page and like kill that black guy. <laughs> the Beehive. I don't even know. I don't think I know anyone's in the Beehive. I don't no, know. I'm a kinfolk. Oh no! Let's talk about that real quick. Kinfolk. Like I really hope that's the thing that like, he's really calling his, Yo, his team kinfolk. That's the liveest name yeah, of a group exactly. ever. Kinfolk. Yeah, because I, I can't think of anything else like better than that. Or Yo, yeah. Kendrick got the brand. Mm-hmm. He got Kung Kung Fu, okay, so Kendrick chart, uh, Kendrick Lamar chart topping damn is making history as all fourteen tracks have made on the Billboard Hot 100 chart date or or chart dated May 6. Topping out of the chart at number one spot is the song Humble, which jumped up from number three to number one. This is Lamar's number, a second number one spot on his first as a lead art, as a lead act. I can't read it. Wait, maybe that's it. Maybe none of Drake's, uh, maybe none of the Drake's songs that dropped were number one. Well, shit, he got. Maybe that's it. He got number one, Humble. He got number four, DNA. He had number fourteen, Loyalty. He has sixteen, Element. He had eighteen, Love, and then from there he goes from thirty-two. All the way to sixty three, that is fucking incredible. That's great. I got, I got, I got, I got. Loyalty got loyalty. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, loyalty got royalty inside my DNA. Yep. Yep. All that shit. Your DNA shut down. Mm-hmm. Shut down. Oh. Uh, oh wait. Uh, what do you think is the next? What do you think is the next single gonna be? Loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. It would be smart if they use loyalty as the next single. To me. Because they have Rihanna and people would people would chant that in the yeah. club. Yeah, people like. I kind of like. I kind of measure like the next single based off like repeatability. Like if I hear a song and I know I'm gonna say that or somebody's gonna say in the club, that probably is gonna be like the single. Yeah, like DNA that shit. Yeah. DNA cannot be the single. How not? Well, it could be. I would hope it to be, but it was, it's not as strong as like loyalty. Think about it. When I girl, mean, not as hum- oh compared to humble is more. Yeah, I mean, Haughty is loyal. I mean, Humble is definitely going to be a single. Yeah, but like, if you take Humble off the table, it's definitely got to be Loyalty next. Yeah, have you heard that new uh, Khaled song, the one with Bieber, Chance, and Quavo? Quavo. That was the most un. That was the most unauthentic song ever. It just it feels formulaic because they have just Bieber singing the hook. But that hook is fire. Like, but I wouldn't like that song if if. No one else did that hook. I would probably not like that song. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I forgot you don't like Justin Bieber. You hear the silence again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like him. Like he. Makes I mean, no. I think Bieber is a. I think Bieber is a good artist. Don't he, get me wrong. I just shit. feel like he's not the artist I would listen to every day, and I feel like I, I would just, listen to that nigga he, every day. I mean, I'm. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like me personally listening to Bieber is just like I just can't. Re- it just doesn't resonate. He makes good music, yes, but. His persona, his like everything he talks about is like shit to me. I'm sorry, that just probably like. I mean, it just it all felt it just felt like super. I feel like that happens a lot with people that that like Kanye's music, but they hate him as a person. That's exactly it. It's the Kanye effect. Yeah, it's like yeah, you make good music, but you're a shitty fuck. But I think Kanye, you know, he's a shitty fuck too. Like this, yeah, exactly. He's not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie though. I probably would never want to meet Kanye. I would. I don't know. Like he'd have to be on my dick for me to meet him first. Like I can't meet him not not knowing 
<laughs> like, you'd be like, oh, Daryl Sharp, I heard all about you. I can't be like, you know damn well. <laughs> I can't be like, Kanye, I'm a big fan. He'd be you like, know, nigga, get out of my face. You know damn well he ain't going to come up to you like, I don't try to shut your dream exactly. down. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You think Kanye going to walk up to you and be like, damn, Daryl Sharp, that's you? Possibly. I mean, I mean, look at that. A nigga can dream. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the silence yet again? <laughs> I've laughed. I haven't laughed this hard. No, I'm just saying. This I'm not trying to. Sh- I don't shut down dreams. No, but it's. <laughs> I, ele- I help elevate dreams and just let You're you know. You're a dream builder. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I'm your... just saying. I'm just, I see potential I in your vision, but there's some flaws. Oh. There's a flaw. You trying to see my vision? Let's build together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. If you go. If you're building off of that dream, I'm not, you, you need some hope. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not living my life off Kanye. Knowing like my reputation receding in front of Kanye. Shit, fuck. Look, I'm just saying. If if, if he ever comes to you and says you're Daryl Sharp, in a good manner, I'll be like, nigga, yeah. You can you can have my yes. money. You know what's about something? Oh, oh, sorry. Nah, I was wondering what that was. That was my phone. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, got ad libs. That's what you need, like little ad libs. Bando. No, I want to get like <laughs> Bando. That's your first ad lib. Bando. <laughs> Jumping out the Bando. Bando. Like what? What kind? That'd of be cool to have like a whole bunch of sound bites. That because uh, one podcast I listen to, um, what is it? Oh, the Champs. Like they have all these all these sound bites that they put in, like in between, like when random shit happens. I want to get some music on this motherfucker. I do. Once I get lazy enough, wait. Once, once I actually get motivated enough to actually. See, this is why I'm a dream builder. I'm mm-hmm. trying to help build your dream. I one day at a time. Maybe uh, that's true too. I need to get on iTunes. Like I haven't even like tried to get this on iTunes yet. Exactly. You just shaking your head. This nigga just shaking his head. You hear this silence on the microphone. I do need. <laughs> I do need to get try to get this on iTunes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Like one uh one podcast that came out at the same time as me from some homies. Uh, shout out to everybody that eats. Listen, to, there's a podcast called Everybody That Eats that you should check out. Uh, I think it's E R R R B O D Y Eats. All right, it's a pretty pretty dope podcast. Yep. Uh, let's see what what else can we talk about? You are gonna have a lot of editing to do. We didn't went from topic to topic. I n- I never edit this shit. You need to edit this one. This is gonna be long as fuck. Okay, no, I we probably might go for like another half hour because it's already been almost two hours. Unless you're trying to break the record for the longest podcast. Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just say you were hungry. So we'll, we'll, we can wrap, we can wrap this so up. I'm so hungry. Yeah, we can wrap this up pretty soon. Like, it's, yeah. been, it's been almost two hours. It's been like at least an hour and a half. I want some food. What do I want? That's I hate that. That's always the problem where you're hungry, but you don't know what the fuck California got too many healthy options. Give me some fat. They do? Oh, I, I think I'm, I just skipped them. I go straight to the trucks. Damn, it's 10. Oh, it's about to be 10. It's about to be 10. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh wait, are, are you, do you listen to the Wale album? No. Do you want to listen to the Wale album? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have, the cover looks interesting. No, it is a good cover. Yeah, the, it's a great cover. I, you know, Wale just hit that like bar for me where it's like, you know, when y'all, when y'all, when y'all artists that you used to be a fan of mm-hmm. gets to that lame, not like lame section, because he can spit. He got good bars. Yeah. But when he released the album and it's on a new section, it's just like, yeah, okay. Let's yeah. go to the next. But he do have one song that is fire. Are um, you talking about that Lil Wayne song? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. I will find it. I mean, the cover looks great. You know, Wale just just fell off the map for me. 
Better than DJ Khaled's cover, I'll tell you that much. No, oh, that's the topic I wanted to, I wanted to bring up too. Like, my prediction is that Assad is going to be the cover for this Grateful album, but what do you think is going to be like the direction of Assad? Like, what do you think? He's going to be America's son. He's going to be a, he's going to be America's son. Like, wait, that's what do you think the cover's going to be? Like, Statue of Liberty is going to be like holding him like Rafiki? Might did, be, might be a Statue Simba. of Liberty. Yeah. Statue of Liberty is going to hold him like Rafiki? Look. I don't. You heard it here first, folks. I'm shit. No, they heard it here first with the uh, the Kendrick video. Remember what? Where you were talking about? Uh, when you were talking about the damn cover about Kendrick being buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard it here first. Remember? Yeah, I did say that yeah. when he was in, when, in the video when he was in the coffin. Exactly. I predict. Look, I know my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that shit was random though. Like, but, it, 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 what, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I feel like the overall approach with. Uh, DJ Khaled's son. It, it's a genuine relationship between him and his son. But what he's going to do, he's going to try to make him the face of America. Because he's done that with a single so far. Like, he's been on I'm but the you, One. But you've seen him. Cover. But I think, like, you've seen him so many times. Like, you just feel like you ha- you as a person have a connection to this kid somehow. Yeah, I don't like. think he's one, but I feel like he's already overexposing them. Kind of. Well, that's the whole point. To make him a part of America. He's, he's America's kid at this point in time. He's going to be the... To be honest, he's gonna have a complex. I feel like he's gonna have a complex when he gets older because he's gonna be so used to being in mm-hmm. the in the in the in the limelight. But he's gonna he's gonna like I don't know if he's gonna reject it, but I feel like DJ Khaled's gonna push him to that world where everybody knows. It is got, gonna kind of every him minute away. on the minute. I can see that push him away when he gets older. I don't know. I don't think so. Like Macaulay Culkin, not 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 to that extreme, but yeah. or like um, what's the other artist? John Legend's kid. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. I mean, they don't Swiss or the Swiss Beats kid. Oh, the one that did the beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not in the limelight too much. Like he's not, but I think like he's gonna be one of those kids that grow into the fame, like just because his you know who his dad is, and it's just natural. What about North and uh, and Sandy? Oh my God, they're gonna Jesus Christ! They're gonna be just like Assad or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, DJ Khaled's kid's name. They've been they've been in the limelight. Since it's like the like from birth, mm-hmm. Blue might be too. Like, but I feel like Blue might be able to actually get away from it because of how. I don't think so. I think these guys—they're going to be—they're going to be the the Mary, the next generation of American kids. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like the next Solange or Beyonce, whoever's going to be whatever, because they've been in that space from birth. You've been a Snapchat kid since you were a a, a fetus. Getting more views than me, like how are you a fetus and you get more views than me? Like, yeah, like Assad already has like an Instagram account and all that. Yes, that shit is crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like they're gonna grow up, hope hopefully being really successful, but like they're gonna be in the uh, the, the face of America. They will, they will, they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna love it or hate it. It's gonna be crazy. I couldn't deal. What can you do? Great ending to my rant. No, <laughs> I mean it went somewhere. I just. Man, I just, I just think, like, why does celebrities do that to their kid? Like, if I were ever to be, once again, if I ever had Diddy money, you ain't going to see none of my kids. Cause it's like, You're going to, like, just hide them like, like Michael Jackson in blanket? I, no. No. Like, put on your mask. But, you know, if my pappy was, like, Michael Jackson, I would probably want them to hide me in a blanket. That's true. Like, like Michael <laughs> Jackson was huge. Like, I don't, like... No one else was that big as an icon as I, him. But, I mean, like, yes, may his soul rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't know. It's just he just they look just weird. I'd be like, "Damn, Dad, this is you." 
I mean, oh, let's talk about the biopic for real quick. Have you seen? Have you heard about the biopic that's going to come out for? Of who, Mike? Yeah, like uh, basically one of oh, his. No. no, it was like an imitator that actually like personally worked with Michael. He's playing Michael, but mm. I don't know how his acting skills are going to be. But he's going to look like Michael, so that, that's the one thing. But great, we can boycott that movie too. Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. Like, if you, I'll show you a photo. I don't even want to look at it. It's not that bad. Ladies and gentlemen, tell I want you to know if I look at this photo and I'm just gonna be like be very, very mad. Let's see. Michael Jackson Lifetime movie. She hit Christ. He had the heads ring a ding. Oh man. That guy. Damn, he look like he do look at Michael. Exactly. Like cause he actually worked with Michael. Like he performed at Michael's parties and he danced for Michael. Like, he actually knew Michael. He danced for Michael. You know, he, he, had, a, he had a relationship with Michael w- before he died. Well, damn. And then they had to show this bullshit of Flex Alexander and his wife. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I think that was the rise and fall of Flex Alexander was the last movie he did was when he played Michael Jackson. Mm. Interesting. That was weird. Let's see. Hear the heads ring a ding, ring ding. Oh, I... Oh, you want me? I mean, I, I guess I could do this on the air, but I uh, were we talking about the new edition movie one time? Mm-mm-mm. Wrong guy. Wait, did you you never watched it? Wrong guy. You've never watched it? Nope. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why did I feel like we were, we talked about this in the group chat about the new edition? Movie? You guys did. Oh, because I was about to say that they're doing uh, a, like you know how they did the screening series for Adidas Samaro. Yeah. They're doing another one for the new edition biopic next week. So I was going to share that on the air. But your face says you don't care. My face <laughs> says, hey, good luck. Yeah, I feel like. Ben- no, give me some. No, ladies and gentlemen, this guy, this guy right in front of me, Daryl Sharp, goes to the most lavish film screens. Everything. Just, don't just, tell just nobody to the yeah. day. To the no, day sometimes of. I put in the group chat, but y'all don't show What's up. What's all. No, no. No. Sometimes. What's happening this week? Uh, this. Oh wait, there's there's a party on Friday called uh Echo Flex. It's mm-hmm. like a two thousands party mm-hmm. where uh where they basically play two thousands music. Mm-hmm. The flyers are pretty cool. What else? Uh, he's like a like he's like a Google Maps for like everything cool. Cause I gotta find I gotta find. And then you be getting there earlier, sending shit. That's because I gotta I want to get in there for free. Like I want to make sure I get in. You yeah you you do get in. I, I mean the lie. reason I do it like the reason I look I was looking for events is because it's great to just like uh, if I if I meet a girl I could just ask her like to come with me to this event like it's pretty easy to find oh, it. Shit, what? You get a new topic now. Oh. I, no, it's just in general. Like you I'll, be pimping to get in these. No, that's why. That's you why know, homie be flexing. That's why. <laughs> that's why I always look up events. Like this is like when I first started, like on Tinder. That's what I would, would do a lot. Like, uh, do you use Tinder? I do. Yeah. Oh God. Not as much as I used to. Oh Lord. No. I, no, I that's not a bad thing. No, I'm just saying. No, I, just, I didn't. I, believe, I, no. no, no, I didn't believe that either. Like, I, 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 but it's just easier to just meet people. Honestly. Most of them I don't really talk to them. Like maybe like one out of ten people actually like meeting people. So like this is an interesting conversation. Yeah, let's let's. let's So like, I have taken a high. I'm I'm telling you, I have sworn off Tinder, coffee and bagels. I had a recent experience that just really opened my eyes. Oh, I keep everybody keeps talking about coffee and bagels. Like it's really good. You can control your options. Maybe I would try that. Try coffee and bagels. But honestly, I'm not even like into. I'm not even like honestly try try to date right now. Like. I realized, like, I'm, I'm so into these other projects like this and another project I'm working on that I'm kind of not really 
in the mood to date right now, but it's been... Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I feel you. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> generally, you know the apps. I cannot... I just... I've hit a wall. Wait, you just had bad experiences? I had a hella bad experience. I just... You want to share one? No. Okay. God, no. <laughs> God, no. Okay. This is going to make everybody... Oh, my God. I mean, it's actually traumatic. Oh, then... Yeah, we're not, we're not going to share that. Joke. But I'm just saying, like, when... It's just I feel like the whole process is awkward because when I find somebody that I match with, it's like that opening like statement. Like I don't know what the I never know what to say. Yeah, it's digital. Like you know, it is kind of worse. Especially what, I, the bios. What, what I've learned, what I've learned being out in LA is that one, I can be awkward as fuck. But when I'm in the moment, I know how to pivot. I don't. You can't pivot on digital. What do you mean? Like I feel like it's easier to pivot on. No. Your- God no. Explain because, they, because you don't have a voice. You don't have a voice, and you don't have, you don't have things around you to like. Seems okay. Let me let me break it down. For me, the way I work, how I operate, like I'm awkward. I'm a little weird, but like I can know how to make people laugh. But I got to make situations to make people laugh. They make your opening funny. See, that's the that's see. I have nothing to like pivot off of to make it funny. Like I'm like. What can I say? What is my first line? It's so far out. Maybe I'll overthink that's how, it. Honestly, as, as weird as it sounds, that's how I feel in real life. Because like, I think immediately in real life, you're automatically seen as a creep. And then, at least with online dating, like it's mutual. Like You almost you almost know who's right. into you. No, I'm not seen as a creep. But like I'm just like, I don't know what to say. I just be there and like, okay, what can I do to make this situation funny? Do I knock over this drink? Oh, I'm sorry. I knocked over a drink. Oh, hey, my bad, baby. My bad. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Oh, my bad. Like, my name is Anthony. I see that. I can pivot. Mm-hmm. Social media and all that shit, I can't pivot. It's just, it's, hey, how are you doing? And it's like, I'm every, I'm like, then the like conversation, every other nigga in the world. I'm not going to lie. Like, the conversation, no, I start off, usually I try to start off with something that actually they'll relate to. This is so sad. We're creative, but we don't know how to, like, Open it up our statement. Because yeah. I don't want to, this one, this is my fear. I hate being like every other nigga that hops in the DM. That's and true. And hops on the Twitter. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not like everybody else. Yeah. But like, I'm doing the same tedious process to get, to figure out who you are. That's and why you got to be like. Oh God. <laughs> I, one of my crazy experiences is that I met a girl out here when I first moved to LA on Tinder who knew my line brother. And I was like. We were just talking, and she's like, this is my first time actually using the app. I was like, yeah, how's it going? You know, what are you doing? Whoop-de-woo. And it just felt awkward. Just com- It just felt completely awkward from the jump. And she was like, oh, I see you got your, your, Kappa, your Kappa pin on. I was like, oh, my chain? Yeah, I uh, pledge here, and da-da-da, you know, Ada Gamma Spring 1415 Club. She was like, oh, do you know uh, your, this person, my Daryl Holmes? I said, that's my deuce. And she was, oh my God. I said, no, you got to cut you off. You got to cut you off. <laughs> Wait, did you ask your homie about, about the girl then? Yeah. Or, my line brother was like, oh, that's the girl. She got to talk to her. I was like, no, because you got to, no. Now I, got, I can't even, no, I can't even talk to you no more. We can be friends. That was, that was awkward. Because I was like, how do you know this dude all the way from California and you, and he's in Tennessee? And she was like, oh, we talked and we did something. I'm like, no. You oh. Mm-mm. 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 Nah, nah. But like Tinder is just one of those places like I can't pivot from that. Like the situation was like I can't make the situation funny because you know my line brothers. You probably talked to my line brother and it's just like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Let's not go get coffee anymore. Let's just 
not even talk. But if I was in a real situation, I'd probably pivot off of that. I don't know. Probably couldn't have pivot. It's probably just a down situation from the job. <laughs> can I go off Sandra for like a, a quick second? Huh? All right. Can I go off Sandra for a quick second? What? All right. Because you were talking about cabins and stuff. I never got your opinion on burning sands. Burning Okay. Great. Like you can make this real quick. I, I just no, I, no. Because I, I never I talked. Mind. I never talked to you and Jay about it. Like basically your thoughts on it, especially because you went. So what do you? I mean, like, what do you want to ask? I don't know. Like I. Do you feel like uh do you feel like it was like actually relative? Do you feel like it was, it was honest in an honest portrayal of of the fraternity experience? Okay, like, so like my dad's in a frat, but I don't know all about it. He's an alpha. Exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure we said this before. Did you hear the silence on this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'm, this is, I'm just, I mean, this yeah. is my opinion, right? I I'm fine think, with being um I yeah, think, GDI. I'm cool with being GDI. You know that term. I don't. I don't see why it's so bad. Exactly. Because when you say you're bad. a goddamn individual, that you're your own person. Yeah. Wh- but how like, is that insult? Yeah. How is that an insult? That's well, not because me. you're not part of a of a conformity. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm crying to see. I'm, I'm a noob. I, I'm part. I'm part of Kappa. Yeah. I'm a member. I'm a member of Kappa. But in the in the hindsight, like Kappa is a great organization. But like when I say that you're a GDI, you I'm literally giving you power for you not being part of my organization. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just it's just a weird balance, like how we, like, we make people feel like they're shit for not being part of this larger group where they can't get in, but at the same time, like they're living their own lives. Like Kappa and Alpha and Sigma are not the end all be all of your life, and like some people just take that to heart because it's a legacy thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's generational, and like what I hate about when I hate about that is that people get so clung up on it. Like, if you didn't have anything else, all you have is Kappa now. Mm. And, like, this whole lifestyle and this mentality is the only thing that you know. As for some people, like, yeah, you really need a Kappa to be a better person. But, like, for me, like, if I never were to have went through a process and got thrown left and right and hit and shit, then I still would be Anthony Crawford. I still would probably be here. Kappa didn't get me to L.A. I got myself to L.A. Kappa mm. didn't get me my job. I got my job. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Wait, do you feel like that works? So, like, you know how they always say that frats are always about connections and stuff. Do you feel like any of your connections actually helped you professionally? If you, if you make it work. See, the thing is, Greek experiences is is what you make out of it, mm. right? So, like, for me, I'm introverted. I don't like people. I don't like really talking to people. And so, like, I joined a service and social organization. So when it comes to my work ethic, I'm here for one reason, one reason only. I'm here to network, and I'm here to get my 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 nickels and pennies. Like, mm-hmm. what's up? Like, I'm not here to twirl a cane and be in people's faces and shimmy because to me, like, I'm not an extroverted person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not my whole thing. Like, I did the pro when I decided to do capitalism is I really wanted to get to know older members who are already like affluent and are really making a difference. Within the uh, within within Capilan, and some people I've met, some people are like you know are cool and are doing something, and other people are just kind of yeah. And you got a lot more and eh, now in our modern time than you do people who are super affluent. So, you know, going back to the point, my experience with within Capilan, I mean, it's been good to me, but it has not been great. It hasn't been the best thing in the world because generally you're in a social organization, and if you're not really a social person, it's like. People don't really fuck with you like that. And I mean, I don't fuck with people, so it's a mutual thing. Like, I call my line brothers, I call my pro fights, I call my neos and my grand neos. 
I got a few friends outside of the bond who are here in LA and I'm, you know, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really go out and just be like, yo, new, what's going on? You know, let's do this and that because it's like, first of all, I'm 20 fucking five and I really don't care about being in people's faces like that. I don't give a fuck. Just like, and I think life. like, I knew who I was before I pledged, you know, and I, Bernie Sands is not teaching any of this, but like, if you knew who you are before you pledged, then like, it's an easier road and like, you stay true to who you are. Like me, I knew when I pledged, like, I don't like, I, I don't, generally don't like people. I don't party as much. You know, I drink a lot. I do like a lot of kickbacks and I'm loyal to the people who I was cool with from the jump. So I don't switch up. So like when I cross, I went right back to that same lifestyle. I was like, okay, noobs, shout out to my line brothers. I'm about to go back and kick it with my like regular friends. And people were like, Yo, like you, you pledge. You gotta do this. You gotta exactly. travel. You gotta do this. I'm like, I ain't gotta do shit. I'm about to go right back to the same seven, eight, nine people that y'all consider GDIs and kick it with them because those are my motherfucking. That's my. That's my friend. Those are my friends. Those are my people that I grew up with. That's what I was born with. That was my. Those are my ride or dies. And those you, my line brothers, you're meant to be my ride or dies. The biggest difference is that. God put me in positions with the people who didn't pledge to be my friends. Another force, a man-made force, put me together to be with you guys to make me my line brother. And I put that how I look at it. I respect that because a lot of people don't really talk about that. The fact that like the whole pledging process, it, it is like a man-made way to like actually like force this brotherhood. I don't think it forces brotherhood. I think like it's it's a fine line to me. I think it either could be forced or it could be natural. But at the general heart of it, the general heart of it. The process of, of pledging, this is my opinion, my opinion only, you are picked to be on the line, right? Mm-hmm. You are picked to be with these group, these groups of men to go through a process to be or to shave off the, the inferior parts of you and come out brand new, unique, and powerful like ever before in a bond. Now, the difference with that, which I think is a good ideology, however, I side with the natural the most. Like, I met my best friend because of God and our, our coincidence. I met my my female best friend through God and coincidence. Like, that wasn't man-made. That was not forced. That was just a mutual bond that happened. So, like, I'm more prone to kick it with them because they are truly, in God's eye, my ride or die. They are my ride or die. I didn't sign. I didn't sign. I didn't take, you know, wood and all this stuff to be in a bond with them. They just naturally happened. You know, so I mean, it's two ways. It's two ways to look at it, and Kappa's a non-hazing fraternity, you know, all that other stuff. Um, but like, that's how I look at it. Most people probably wouldn't look at it from that part. But like, generally, I love my line brothers. I love my neos. I love my grand neos. But at the end of the day, I love mo- I love my friends. They are my ride or dies more than anybody in this world. So, but Burning Sands. I know this is long-winded. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. <laughs> but like Burning Sands, they don't. They didn't highlight that. That's what makes it. That what makes the movie bad, in my opinion. I think like it's shot very well, but the lacking part of um, Burning Sands is that the story was told from a very linear perspective with one motivation to scare the shit out of you and to create this narrative that pledging can go to the far most extremes. But what it doesn't build up is the narrative. And there's another thing. There's the narrative of who are you? Why are you pledging? What is your process of getting to college? You know, because that's a factor. 
And then what makes you qualified? That's the pre-pledging. That's the pre-pledging light, right? Because your profiles are gonna pick you for a reason. What do you bring to the table? What do you do? What are your interests? What are your like, what is that phenomenon, right? They didn't even highlight any of that shit. They just put seven people together and was like, you online and you pledging. And it's like, we don't that's even- true. It like, starts like And that's, a, that's an important part of, to, to, that's a poor part of Greek life. Like you pick these people for a reason to either be the president of the, of the, of the yard of that chapter or to bring, you know, they want, you pick to bring the women you, or you're picked to like run finance. You're picked for a fucking reason. You just aren't just picked to just be there. Sometimes you are, but majority you're not. You're picked for a fucking reason. Mm. And so like, we didn't even get that reason. That's phase one. Phase two is that you've made this process so, like, it makes it look like demons and savages. And, like, people go through shit and different chapters are more severe than others. But, like, the humanity side is it's supposed to show that you're bonding with your line and you're bonding with your profites. Like, they, your profites are going to treat you like shit, but that's what your big brother does. In, in any relationship they're gonna treat you like shit because you're the younger brother you're the newest one you're they're helping you build yourself up in a very harsh way but like but damn everybody in the movie was dark skinned it makes them look even more evil and it's like like, it's like everybody like look like fucking gorillas like they have no sense of like damn you're just being the shit out this person and when the dude end up dying at the end it's like damn like I can see who somebody who hasn't went through the process would be like, "Damn, is this is this for real? Does this really happen?" It's like, no, not for everybody. But it's like the way they made that movie is like, damn, like, come on, it's not even that true. That's part two. Part three is some of the shit that they did. First off, let me take a pause. Okay, if you pledging, you not on the yard. You not on the yard. So like when they went to like the little this quote unquote Sigma probate and they were like, Oh my god, we got hell week. You know, it's about to happen. We gotta get prepared. First off, ain't nobody talking about getting prepared for hell week. Let me put that out there. Numero uno. Nobody talking about I can't prepare for no hell week. Once again, this is a non hazel organization. But nobody's nobody's articul not not that's not even in your vocabulary. You're probably tired as fucking sin and shit. True. Nobody you just want this shit to be over. So, like, that's aspect number one. And then, two, like, you're not going to be in front of your big brothers washing cars in broad daylight with other Greeks around. Like, the nomen- the, the, the zeitgeist of that movie was so fucking off. Like, it just, it was just like, damn. Like, bro. Oh, yeah, because, like, like, the probate is, like, almost like a surprise. If you it's a surprise. Idea. You don't post to know. You are not supposed to know. You know, your mama, your daddy, your kin, nobody's supposed to know you're online at mm. all. It's a secret. You mm. don't. Some people, I don't know. I can't speak for every chapter. I can't speak for nobody. But to my to my ideology, yeah, I ain't supposed to know. So, like, that movie in general is just, like, you don't get it. And I don't, I feel like the, I didn't say the director is, like, a Q or something. I don't think he really pledged because the movie tells it all. I think he quit. All. That's what I heard. I heard he quit. He probably, yeah, yeah. He, you know, the movie tells it all. <laughs> <laughs> but, like. Generally, creatively speaking, I think it's a good movie, but like authenticity wise, it has no type of like clearance. That helps. You just like, I give you, a, you, you, you did, but 
I wasn't exactly like I mean, that, that was very passionate. Every, I, I mean, that was very passionate. Every sorry, I, every it. Greek every Greek person is different, but there are like commonalities between everybody. Like you don't talk about your process. You don't you don't flaunt it. You, I mean, it's just so many like taboos in mm-hmm. Greek life. It's just like why would you make it on film? You know what I'm saying? Like why would you put that on film? Because you not only are not telling the real perspective. You're not. You're just like doing it for the glory to say you are one of the first people to talk about it when it's not really true. Because school days, school days did it and did it very yeah, tastefully. That's true. But like, something are kind of did it, but not really. No, no. We won't talk about it. But like, the thing is, like, I think the dramatization of how they painted this gorilla demon look with this film is like that's the backlash. I feel like that's one of the backlashes. I can't like I said I can't speak for every Greek, for, but for me. You can't sit there and say, create a movie about pledging, and the only thing you focus on is hitting and fighting and beating folks, because that's not the entire holistic idea of it. And if that's what you're focusing on, that shows to other Greeks that you don't get it. You don't get it. Screw the, all the other shit, like the, the strolling and the and like the signs. Fuck all that. What's important is what is your bond and your relationship with, with your line brothers, your profiles, and why were you picked? What did you go through before you were picked? What did you do online? And how do you, That's true, and, I, and how I, do you continue yeah. that relationship with the people that you are involved with now? That's yeah. what matters. At the very end of the movie, the dude dies and he calls his dad and like, oh my God, dad. And it cuts off. Yeah, the part of that narrative was definitely missing. Like, why his dad quit, how he got in. Like, like right. old dude, uh, like, like, I guess the president, like, I. Uh, like nominated him but other than that you don't really know fully like everyone's story like no no care development exactly yeah black movies need more yeah Yeah, you know well don't do pledging movies the thing is i read an article that the main character he did he went to like a noob set or new pledging night and i was like but why? Why would you specifically say that? And in the article, he was like, "I feel like I was actually in the frat." No, you were not. <laughs> nice don't, try, nigga. Uh, yeah, nice try. <laughs> yeah, Greek life. Don't touch <laughs> it. Do not touch it. I think we might just close out on that. Like you just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. I was just expecting like a quick answer. Like I hated it. it exact. But I appreciate the passion. Like you're very. You're like. The passion. The passion. I'm actually not passionate. I mean, it's like, you. I'm 25. I pledge in, like, spring 14. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen it all, done it all, seen Wait, every post. Wow. Oh, it says it's yeah. 17 now. Gotcha. So, like, you get to a point where you just, nothing, nothing amuses you, you know? I, I, I'm just generally chill. Like, I'm not tied to affiliation. Like, I'm in, I'm. Shout out to Marcus Graham. Shout out to Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to Alpha Kappa Psi Professional Business Fraternity. Shout out to a lot of shit. But like, at the end of the day, my name is Anthony Crawford. You show yourself. That which Anthony is- Crawford was the first letter that I ever got in my life. And that will always be important to me. AC, because you keep it cool. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. We might close out on that because I definitely want to grab some food. And then uh, I'll probably edit this and put it up tomorrow. Yup. Yep. Uh, any cl- any other closing remarks? Remember, the first letters that you ever got in your life are the ones in your name. Yeah.
You like you no? Like, I, I try to think of something that like supported it. Like yeah, what he said. I mean, but it's, but it's true. And it, it's that's that's real talk. Like like the the letters that are most important are your initials. And oh no, the most important the most important letters are the ones in your name. Oh, the ones in your name, not your initials. Okay, fucking initials. Okay, like you know, I don't know. No important letters in your name, and we're gonna close out on that. Goodbye. <laughs> I appreciate that. We'll, we'll catch you next week. Peace.